so ever since like 2006 ish I have every Sunday listened to the top 10 songs on Billboard uh, in the country just because I never yeah. want to be one of those old people that's like, these kids just today in their music, I just don't get it. I love it. I'll be, I'll be that <laughs> one. Yeah, you can be him. <laughs> but it's like just something I've always done. And like the last year and a half, it's just, is, is this on TikTok? Yes. Then it's then it's on here. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, if I was listening to a Spotify playlist today and it was like called like Bad Bitch Energy or something playlist and I was like listening to it and I was like besides like Megan the Stallion like everybody on the playlist was someone I had heard from TikTok mm-hmm. much. So yeah. yeah. But but TikTok if you stream 30 seconds of a song on TikTok that actually counts as a streaming number. So also TikTok acts as a record label and so it actually is like a big now platform for music artists not only to launch their careers but also to get streaming numbers which now matter much no, more over album sales. Yeah. I did wow. not know that. It's just really crazy how it's impacted so much like today I I teach fifth grade so I hang out with like 11 year olds all the time but we had like a fifth grade end of the year they're moving on to middle school so like we had like a cookout and like there was speakers and like music and stuff and they were like play this song play this song like the second it would start they'd be like and like just dances and and I'm just like (laughs) how do you you remember all of this but it's like what's cause and effect I don't remember. Like, yeah. Maybe I should, I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. Do it, Cameron. <laughs> I, I saw a TikTok that was like, um, like when, what's going to, what's the club going to be like when we're all like the pandemic's over, like the song's going to come on and everyone in the club is just going to do the dance together. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, probably. The one you and just like did the is new the new electric slide. Mm-hmm, yeah. The savage love. <laughs> yeah. I do that one yeah. sometimes and my kids are really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's got it yeah I work I, that's with, one thing I don't do I don't do TikTok dances <laughs> you, you don't <laughs> I, would, oh, sad. I would be I'd be embarrassed <laughs> um I work with the autistic population at uh, the local high school okay um and one of the students that I uh see regularly I was singing oh it was like savage I think um mm-hmm. just because the kids brought it up and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna sing this and he goes, stop it. Every time you sing, you sound like a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it's that direct honesty. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you for a while. So I, like I looked grandpa. at it, but I was like, do you not realize that makes me want to do it more? more? <laughs> yeah. That gives me power. Oh, completely. I know. I kind of, that's the fun thing about the internet is like people try to like hate comment, but I feel like for the most part, we've all kind of like um, learned to embrace that stuff. Like someone tried to, and they, the way they phrased it, they were trying to make it an insult, but they were like, you look like Helen Hunt. <laughs> so I like did a, like a side by side. I was like, I don't know. It's pretty good to me. <laughs> don't hate it. I know. I was like, I don't hate it. I don't see it, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't think you look like Helen Hunt. I don't, I don't really either, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. maybe i don't know maybe. maybe he was trying to infer i feel like i looked old or i don't know yeah it was <laughs> funny too because like some of my best like the videos that i've done that i've done the best are me talking about my age because a lot of people write comments about thinking i'm much younger than i am and i've dealt with this my whole life in a lot of different ways just because i have i have a round face i have a baby face and um so like some people try to go on and be like no i think you look 50 i'm like okay like, it doesn't really matter Wait, i already <laughs> like, know cameron how old do you think she is i have no idea come on oh. just, i'm gonna say probably around our age like 32 33 okay that's close yeah i'm 31 okay yeah <laughs> right on <Nailed> it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, most people say once once they hear me talk, they realize I'm not 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've always had a baby face as well. Yeah, with a beard. that's why I hide it under here. Yeah, the beard hides it. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> Rats. Well, you should really think about it. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll just grow it out. Mm, yeah. Brought to you by General Mills, General Mills Cereal, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Hey, Cameron. That's a beautiful pronunciation of General Mills. I, you know, sometimes you just mess things up. <laughs> I mean, it happens. We could have cut it out and no one would have known, but now you've brought this up, so. <laughs> just feels more real and genuine to me. Um, why are we not podcasting with Cocoa Puffs right now? Because we're fools. <laughs> and I, I can't do Cocoa Puffs. It's just like too rich. Yeah, like, I, I've as never. a morning breakfast, I can't start off my day that way. I rarely ever do breakfast in the morning. I, it's always a like a nighttime thing for me. Breakfast so. food's just good. And breakfast food is good. I agree. We're coming out. We need to just have it on record. Here at Boy Meets World Fever, we support breakfast food. Yes. We like breakfast food. At all times of day. Yeah, any time of day. Um, for it. I recently had a vegan breakfast. Mm, good for you. That was like bacon and eggs, but vegan. It was actually pretty good. I didn't hate it. Nice. <laughs> That's growth. <laughs> it's growth. Uh, but we've got maybe the mo- one of the most iconic episodes we've ever done today. Yeah. At least to me, in my memory. Mm-hmm. And we can't do it alone. No. So we've got a guest here to help us. Um, who is infinitely more qualified to talk about this kind of episode than we are. So Cameron, which is usually the case. Anytime we have a guest, that's 100% (laughs) true. So uh, why don't you sing her in? All right. Cause it's Lainey Christensen, Lainey Christensen coming on our show. Boy meets world fever. It's what she's doing. It's good to know. I got friends who will always podcast with me. Cause it's Lainey Christensen. Woo. All right. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I've been a little under the weather this week, so I feel like I had a it added a, a lower layer to my yeah. singing. A lower layer. I like <laughs> it. Hi, Lainey. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, we're also good. He's a little sick. Mm-hmm. A little sick. I'm, on, I'm on the upward trend. Okay, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, a little, little in the mm-hmm. voice still. It adds a certain smokiness, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just sound like a that guy mature. who smoked most of his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, smoked a whole pack today. How do you go singing? Worked yeah, in a coal like mine. A you worked in a coal mine, <laughs> and now you're a lounge singer. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Ooh, that's that. a really cool st- character arc. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're very excited of TikTok fame to have Lainey on. Oh my. Um, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and maybe like your history with the show? Like yeah. Women's World, not our show. Not our show. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, both shows are fantastic. Um, oh, I'm Lainey Christensen. I am a filmmaker and screenwriter here in Los Angeles, California. I've um, always been uh, into the arts and 
pretty much doing anything in arts. And um, yeah, like many people during the pandemic got on TikTok, started making videos and now we're here. <laughs> it's, it's grown quickly, but um, yeah, it's been a fun ride. And um, yeah, I love growing up. I was a huge Boy Meets World addict. Like you just would go to, you know, school and come home from junior high. And that's like what you would put on, you know, mm-hmm. after, after school. So uh, yeah, I remember, I remember those days fondly. And I always said, well, it's funny, uh, it's funny um, that we're talking about Topanga, because I don't know anyone who didn't want to not like any girl who didn't want to be Topanga, at least be friends with Topanga. She Mm -hmm. was just such a cool, chill girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Every guy our age had a crush. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, for somebody I am, I've always been super into my hair. And I mean, she does have the most epic hair of all time. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, we brought on the right guest for this. <laughs> Boy, did I know, we I had just to, knock like, it out of the park. Do my hair like Topanga today. <laughs> Inspired. <laughs> uh, how long is your hair? Because we can't uh, Well, see. this is not my real hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my, my real hair is probably like a mm, little past my shoulders. Okay. I was oh, like, yes. your hair is pretty long. It might be like kind of small of the back to penga length yeah unfortunately i'm a natural brunette and so once you start dyeing your hair blonde it uh it doesn't like to keep length for very long oh wow it's like damage you just strip it so much that mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> not much sense. left I had so to no keep idea. it healthy you kind of have to keep it shorter okay but yeah wow. but i my whole it's funny i am um, i've only been blonde for like three years now but my whole family is scandinavian and all the women in my family are blonde and so i always had blonde envy a little bit and then i did and i was like great i'm keeping this forever <laughs> hey who knows what makes we'll you happy i loved yeah when i when i didn't have my natural hair i did have it very long um more like topanga hair for sure very nice this is actually a question i have that's kind of about the episode and kind of not as for both yeah. of you i debated most of this episode what color topanga's hair is is it mm. blonde? Is she a brunette? I feel like there are people who would say it's blonde, but I think it's light brunette. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not blonde. So I think of blonde, I think more of what your hair color is, yeah. Lainey. Um, definitely a lot lighter. Maybe that's just because more of what I see, like my sister-in-law dyes her hair and it's blonde and it's pretty light. Right. Um, there's, it's definitely more golden okay. than what I, yeah. think, I think of blonde. I'd say, I'd say like um, it's caramel. Oh, caramel. Yeah. I love that. I think it's caramel she says caramel colored hair no very yeah. nice it's a good color though it works well for her yeah looks really good it does i mean yeah she was an icon her and sean both she in this was. episode <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah both of them in the hair uh um well let's jump into the episode i was about to make a comment on sean because i just want to talk about this episode so. yeah so <laughs> why not just do it yeah why don't you uh Give us the synop. Okay. So here's the synop. We're on episode 402, Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. Lovely reference, to me at least, thinking of Little Bunny Foo-Foo. Um, I don't know if either of you know that particular no. song. Never mind, man. Um, <laughs> I, yes, I don't remember how it goes, but I know what song you're talking about. Yeah, and that's kind of the, the punchline, Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. We can get into it later. Um, <laughs> okay. No, this is the most important thing. Um, anyway, Corey wakes up one morning and he's just realizing he's in this very awkward stage of his teenagedom. Um, and he's just like, I don't like the way I look, like my hair, my face, everything's kind of off. And so he's expressing this to Sean. He's expressing this to Topanga and Topanga um, in order to help teach Corey a lesson that looks aren't everything, just hacks off part of her hair. 
and then kind of freaks out about it um, and goes and gets her hair done and just looks amazing. And then you know, kind of plays out from there of Topanga kind of realizing who she is and what's really valuable to her. Mm-hmm. And Corey, I guess, does too. But <laughs> I don't think he really goes anywhere with it. I, I have thoughts about Corey in this episode. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh so gut reactions, what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, I mean, I'd love to hear your guys' first, maybe before I go in from the, the female <laughs> perspective. <laughs> sure. Um, I feel like on a surface level, I appreciated what it was trying to say. Especially, I feel like I relate more to Corey in like, terms of growing up, like how I felt about myself. Um, but at the same time, I'm just like, is this really doing a good job of talking about this? Um, and I, I don't really feel like it got there. And really said what really needed to be said. Um, but again, it's like a 22 minute 90s sitcom. Like how much how much heavy lifting is it really going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought this episode, I agree with you that there's a lot of questions about appearance that we're going to have to talk about in this episode. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I, I don't know that it got where it needed to go. or was telling the story that it needed to tell. But I thought this was maybe the most quintessential Boy Meets World episode ever. Mm-hmm. Like there's a personal problem, like that problem escalates. They relate it to like something they're learning in school. And then by the end of the problem gets solved in a very like, oh, kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was it so true. They have like a good, yeah, they have a structure. Yes. Yeah. I had a good time. Uh, yeah, it was, inter- it was an entertaining episode. <laughs> as far as like good tv (laughs) yeah it was it was but i think yeah i think we'll get into talking about appearance and Mm -hmm. all of that because there's a lot to say yeah yeah i definitely i i like the episode um i thought the message they were trying to get across was important about like it shouldn't matter what you look like what's on the inside matters um but it what what I didn't like about how they delivered the message, and it's mainly like when Sean is talking to Topanga in the bathroom at the end, and he's like, you know, Corey's having a hard time, so you should, you know, kind of dim your light to make him feel okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you're right, I don't care. <laughs> and she like runs off, gets her hair. hair. I also love that too, like, you know. A woman like changes her hair and then automatically she's a troll <laughs> <under her bridge. laughs> and you're like okay um you know oh, but so you like the, right? <laughs> so the mess the message was good but um you know that's that's also a message that women have been passed for a long time is that um you know uh the one you can men can find you intimidating and that too um unfortunately in like relationships when they go bad sometimes uh you know those are the comments that men make to women be like no one else will think you're pretty no one will like you that kind of stuff and like that was kind of like it's funny because I don't think like that storyline like at least how it was scripted would have played out like nowadays just with how it because it was Sean telling her like for her boyfriend's sake that she needs to like you know, get it, rein it back a little, <laughs> mm-hmm. which at the same time, like, you know, wearing makeup and all that kind of stuff, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, which I think is what they were implying that, that she was doing it to be vain, um, you know, then yeah, it's maybe not the greatest thing, but also, you know, if she found like a new level to herself and her own self-confidence, then that should also be embraced. Yeah. Yeah. And they're never like, one of the things that really stuck out to me was the contrast between Eric's storyline and him wanting to be the good looking guy detective. <laughs> yeah. And then like this storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just like how I feel like they didn't quite fit 
together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rarely do no. they. Yeah, I, I do think they fit together in the sense of like how women deal with looks versus how men deal with looks. One, how they're similar and how they're different, where like Topanga was like empowered by her beauty and where Sean was like, like, well, if no one wants to pay me for being pretty, what do I have? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he, it's like he would put all his self-worth into it. And then it's like he had nothing else where like where storyline with Topanga was to be like, no, it's what's inside that matters. And with mm-hmm. him, it was like basically all the outside exterior. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I thought I that's do, what we I, all cared about. I think it was such an interesting way of like, sh- like a snapshot of showing like, how talking about beauty was different for men and women at the time, which I think is what you were kind of mm-hmm. getting at. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's just go through the episode real quick. There's actually not a super lot of scenes. Like, yeah, I feel like it moves really fast. Yeah. I think this episode yeah. moves really fast and we stay in one place for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this should be too hard, but we start uh, the episode with, Eric doing Mexican baseball announcing in his sleep. Yes. Okay. Just very interesting. Um, I, I don't speak um, Spanish, so. Yeah. You guys don't talk in your dreams? I thought everyone did that. Not a language I don't know. Mm-hmm. I definitely <laughs> have true. spoken in my sleep. My wife's let me know, like on occasion that I will. Particularly around like the times our children have been born. And I'm like oh. incredibly exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I like, she said there were times when I was like, standing up on the other side of the room, like looking through our dresser, like I can't find our baby. Like, like I thought that I had him and I'd put him in the dresser. I hadn't, I hadn't done any of that. He was fine, but she's just like, no, come lay down. Like <laughs> it's fine. I'm <laughs> um, just like, all like, sorts of weird stuff like that. <laughs> What'd but, you say? I said, like, yeah, she's like, you need sleep. <laughs> come here. <laughs> the baby's fine. When we were roommates, I never really heard you. There must be a stress thing. Yeah, I was never at that level of exhaustion. (laughs) My roommate in college in the dorms, she spoke in her sleep extensively. And um, I was always, I'm I'm like kind of a natural night owl. So I was up later than her. And if I didn't like write them down, I'd forget what she say. So I kept like post-its by my bed. And then I'd like write down whatever weird stuff she said. And then we had like a wall of like all the weird things <laughs> she had said and people would come over and be like, what? And like, you know, it was always like the most randomest stuff. Like she was having a conversation with someone in her sleep. And <laughs> but yeah, she's the only person I've ever known who like talks in her sleep that much. I've known people who say like random words sometimes, but never like sentences. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. I've like, I've like, you know, been in kind of in my sleep, like in the morning and like woken up to myself going like, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I get a little shocked. Was I talking to you? Yeah. <laughs> was that me or is it someone else? <laughs> Hope it was me. Right. Yeah. And then, so they get up and this is the, this is a first in the show where we actually see inside the bathroom. Yeah. In their room, um, which kind of have an interesting shot of like, this is where the mirror, the the bathroom mirror that they're looking into, which I think is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's never happened before. I don't think it ever happens again. Um, Yeah, Corey's like looking at himself and coming to terms with his hideousness, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Just sad. It's it's funny, too, because like um, attractiveness is so... Um, subjective and so I think it's funny how they paint him as being like you know the ugly one when I mean really he's normal looking kid just like the rest of them (laughs) at least from my perspective (laughs) yeah 
it, it's so interesting to me how much like attractiveness is equated to hair in this episode because mm-hmm. even in this bathroom yeah. scene that they're like you have you got the good hair and it's like what <laughs> like yeah yeah it is weird our, we definitely like our hair is like a big part of our identity and um i think they definitely were playing on that in this episode yeah. with like for some reason like equating curly hair is not being attractive i i, I debated bringing this up but i'm going to real quick it has been stated by two friends of ours from a show called Brum Meets World that Corey has black guy hair. Do you think they're kind? Of, this is kind of like a micro racism that they don't even realize. Like, uh, well, I was gonna. I was. I was wondering too. Yeah, if we should bring up the the race or ethnicity card of it because I don't know if I'd say he has black hair, but I mean he. I mean he's ethnically Jewish looking. Yeah, that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and 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 so it might be a little anti-semitic of a viewpoint <laughs> yeah see our friends siege and tc are like Corey has the same hair as we do <laughs> they're two <laughs> they're two men of color <laughs> yeah so it's like very similar but it's like and i mean i feel like that's uh like historically been a big thing like straight hair is like quote-unquote more attractive or whatever whereas like more natural hair for different ethnicities might not be like the the it kind of look the norm yeah. Um, yeah. When um like when you were first talking to me about this episode, like you brought up the like idea of pretty privilege. And so mm-hmm. and I had heard the term before, but I went and like just a little bit of reading, kind of like better inform myself. And um it's it's like historically like the idea of like attractiveness has always been wagered back to someone who is thin, white, able bodied, and cis, like cisgendered. Mm-hmm. And um, so like the farther away you get from that, like the more you're not in that ideal and well like then white people usually don't have curly hair so you know they usually have like the ideas like the flat hair you know Mm -hmm. uh, flat as board hair and um you know so I think it's exactly that and it's such a big you know thing in the black community about like embracing your hair and trying to hide it or like people Mm -hmm. with curly hair not um being taken as uh professionals in their careers like thinking they look you know yeah, just unprofessional, like they're not taking it seriously. And I just, it's a very interesting kind of viewpoint all around the idea of hair, you know, becoming the brand of who somebody is mm-hmm. and how other people perceive them. And and to your point, they make a point also of pointing out like his nose, which is like a very like mm-hmm. identifier as like someone of Jewish descent mm-hmm. and also how that's an undesirable trait. Both of those things kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The hair and the nose, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, not not feeling this here. (laughs) It's funny because, like in the '90s, I don't think. I mean, we just weren't clued into making jokes around that kind of stuff, like as we are now. Like now that, like that joke would not fly. I think for them to be like, it's the curly hair and the big nose. Like that's that's the that's why you're ugly. (laughs) It could be like you know they might say like, well, maybe not everyone likes that, but like to just straight out call them out like for not being attractive because of it is like, (laughs) yikes. Yeah, and he's like obviously having this problem, and no, and they're like, uh, everyone goes through this phase of like not liking what they look like, but no one just looks at him and goes, "Actually, you're a pretty attractive man, Corey." Right? Yeah. Especially when you think like for a second, like take a step back, and you're like, "You're a famous actor." Like in the '90s, you're probably one of the most famous teenage boys that there is, and the whole story that's like, "I'm hideous." Even if you are, you're still super famous. Like you're doing all right. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. And in a lot of ways that like attractiveness and, you know, the idea of like a 
being pretty gets you different things in life. Mm -hmm. But um, so much more than that, it really is at the end of the day about how you feel about yourself, because some they've, you know, done numerous studies that like, they'll show people the same image of the same person and do this with a bunch of people and kind of intermix them. And it'll be the same person, but one photo will be of them just like staring. And then the other will be like one of them smiling. Mm -hmm. And almost all the time, like the person who's just staring, they're like, yeah, that person's not attractive. But as soon as they smile, they're like, Ooh, very attractive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really about how you feel about yourself and how you then project yourself into the world. So if you project yourself with confidence, more than often, people are going to find you much more attractive, Mm -hmm. more to be around you. I mean, happiness is contagious, you know, people, people want to be around that even with, you know, TikTok, for instance, like, Uh, If I'm not smiling in the first like half second of the video or like having some sort of like pleasant expression, people are usually checked out. They're just like, nope, next, Mm -hmm. on to the next. Swipe up to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Um, I actually just recently learned about Pretty Privilege, um, which you brought up, and I learned about it. I guess it's becoming a thing. I don't know. But some students at the high school were like, I don't have to worry about that. I got Pretty Privilege. I was like, oh gosh, what? So I looked it up to see what it was. And I, I think I came across that, a similar article to what you said, saw um, mm-hmm. because like I was reading, I was like, why are they bragging about this? Well, I feel like you're at the high school where there's a lot of kids with the other, all the other privileges too. It's, and so it's what true. do they care? Yeah. I, I, I work at the, uh, in our town, we have a wealthy high school. I mean, in reputation, at least, and a poor mm-hmm. high school, and I work at the wealthy one. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I did go to public school, but I went to a school that was, you know, I it was a very um, it was a suburb of Seattle and very protected, <laughs> and um, you know, the kids are cruel, and especially when there is like kids who are more on the wealthier side, and then kids on the not so wealthy side. I, I, I have looked back and just even in my friend group, like remembering some of the things or like kind of nicknames people got or like how they, you identified them. Or I remember, for instance, when I was a sophomore, I was dating a junior and um, he, you know, with all his junior friends and I'd hang out with them a lot. And there was this one guy who was a senior that they would hang out with. And that was just because this kid was wealthy and like his parents were out of town a lot. I don't know what they did, but like they just were never there. And so like they could always go hang out at his big house. But then the stuff that they like said about him, like they were basically would brag about using him for that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like funny, like nowadays, if like I saw heard somebody doing that about somebody, I would be like, ooh. But like back in high school, kids are just brutal. They don't they don't see how that stuff affects people yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kids say a lot of mean stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, they do like Morgan Morgan with her potato with her Mr. Head. Potato Head <laughs> yeah <Aww. laughs> no I Corey Matthews am a potato hey you look at me yeah. I'm Corey <laughs> um, and then in the Very next scene at school he's looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and it's just a picture of Mr. Potato Head <laughs> yes um, so you've brought this up before and this is the first time I really noticed it Every so-called good-looking guy at this school, like even the guy who comes up and asks to hang out later, each one of them has a K-pop haircut. Yeah, they do. Like, oh my gosh, you're right. Is that not exactly K-pop style? It is exactly. All the yeah, that back then that was like that was the it haircut. The '90s have made a comeback, so it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. why K-pop is uh, <laughs> grabbed onto that. Yeah, it's big time. Like if you look at 
I mean, BTS is the only like touchstone that I really have, <laughs> at least in terms of like male K-pop. Mm-hmm. I don't have any in female K-pop, like any of that. Ooh, black but pink? I just feel like black pink. I, but I don't know what yeah. they look like. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I know the name. That's about it. But it's like if I look at that picture, like a picture of BTS, it's like all of them. I'm like curtained hair, curtained hair, '90s fashion, more like pastels and all the stuff. Even the <clears throat> sorry one of them has like glasses and it's like those are the same kind of glasses i wore as a kid in the 90s that were like not cool when i had them uh-huh. but i guess now they're cool so go me ahead of the head of the curve by like 20 25 years or so <laughs> the curtain hair is at least better than um you know a few years later all the boys start started straightening their hair like so it was oh. like kind of like uh you know grungy yes <laughs> so I, I avoided it all, was punk i just had a flat you avoided it for a very long flat time <laughs> you had a flat i mm-hmm. remember seeing yeah. pictures of that now i had a very tall flat top oh man i, I had those side sweep bangs where i had to like blow dry them so they'd like sweep across my whole face mm. <laughs> that uh, was a look so we i we told you earlier i don't think it made the air that like for the last nine-ish months i've been in like a pretty major relationship. It's the first time I've ever thought about my hair, like ever Aww. once even thought about it. Like I always just get out of the shower, dry it off and go. And now like, she's like, what if we did this to your hair? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, could, could we even do that? I don't. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, so has she wanted to like adjust the look or she's just like giving you new products to try or. Uh, we, we've decided we're just going to have a, have a date one of these days where we like do different hairstyles for me. Oh, fun. Amazing. I mean, like I said, uh, your, your makeup and hair and all that kind of stuff, skincare, it's all, we all wear masks every day that we go out into the mm-hmm. world. And so whatever like makes you feel your most confident, like that's, I feel like that's always what you should go with. I've, I, it's, it's a whole new world for me. Aww. <laughs> Exciting. The idea that I have an appearance is... <laughs> something that I don't really think about all the time. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting one. I definitely think about it more than I wish I did, but um, yeah, I mean, surely just being judged frequently for it, it is definitely something I think about more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish that wasn't the case, to be yeah. honest. We wish it wasn't the case for you. Yeah. I, um, it's, uh, it, it's funny. The thing about um, the idea of pretty pl- privilege and kids bragging about it is there's like a very dark side to the Mm -hmm. idea of like getting things for free and people being nice to you and all that and it seems exciting at first but what what you realize is is especially when someone is only interested in you for how you look it's usually because they want something from you they're they're vying for your attention it's how you make them feel it's really not about you so it makes you feel empty at some point and um you know unfortunately that's like kind of the surface level of it and then the dark side the really dark side of it gets much darker because some people will take what they want and Mm -hmm. um yeah every everyone would rather be valued for how they perceive themselves instead of how the rest of the world perceives them that's actually a very beautiful statement (laughs) (laughs) yeah better place to live if that were the case oh i love that i try i i think a lot about this stuff i mean with um everything i've done on tiktok it um i mean i started tiktok because i'm a filmmaker and a writer and i wanted to write do more comedy work and all of the stuff that i write is always kind of around the themes of trauma and healing and 
what that really means is like, how do we become our best selves and live our best lives and not kind of be tied down to those negative things. And so what it's really all spawned into now is like with TikTok is I started having a lot of people coming to me asking me for advice and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I don't think I'm any sort of expert, but I've I feel like I'm kind of a social scientist and I'm just very, very interested in how people communicate, um, how they do it effectively, how they don't do it effectively is even more interesting because usually we're projecting things. And um, so I, I didn't get this way without, you know, reason to be, I've had, you know, some interesting experiences in my own life and not even, you know, what I've, what I've learned in therapy is that I didn't have a lot of trauma, but I've witnessed a lot of trauma. And so I ended up wanting to take care of a lot of people around me. So it, spurn me into like just learning basically as much as I could about like how to make people feel good about themselves because then then it makes it easier for all of us <laughs> when, when everyone just is acting out of love and kindness it's just the world's a lot nicer place mm-hmm. yeah it's a good skill to have to make people feel good about themselves it's good I definitely have learned like especially in my later years to not you know I, I and it still happens sometimes like not overextend myself with that because it does make me feel good do it but um you know eventually you can give give away too much of yourself um mm-hmm. but it uh I definitely now feel like it's my calling in life is to kind of do this kind of work and obviously I've chosen it through the medium of film uh to mm-hmm. help people but yeah I hope it, I hope it helps everybody I you know it always like brightens my day when someone sends me a thank you um but uh yeah if it's if it's the one thing I can do in this world I will be happy to make it a better place through through TikTok or through film. Through TikTok or through film. <laughs> that statement <laughs> never thought I'd say even that. a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, a year ago, I you wouldn't even catch me saying that. It was just about a year ago when I first downloaded the app and was like checking out. I'm like, wow, everyone's well, the reason why I actually uh downloaded it in the first place is I was like a big David Dobrik fan and like would watch all the vlog squad videos. And then mm-hmm. he started like getting really big with TikTok and stuff. And I was like, all right, I guess I gotta go check out TikTok now. And uh, yeah. here you are. Here we are. Yeah, I feel like I was about a year ago for a lot of people it was it was like (laughs) i'm at home and i'm bored and just wanting like a connection with somebody Mm -hmm. i had grand ambitions of starting us a podcast tiktok and it just never i mean my tiktok is still branded our podcast tiktok Mm -hmm. but but it's never (laughs) it never happened we've never done anything (laughs) you could post like clips of it um just even the audio like put up like a graphic yeah, I thought about that. I thought about like even like when we talk about a scene, like clipping that out and then like putting it over the scene we're talking about and oh, throwing yeah. that on TikTok and stuff like that. But I'm I'm the worst with social media. Like I'm bad at Twitter. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm I, I'm yeah I'm I'm Twitter is probably the one I'm the the worst at. But uh, I'm trying I'm working on it now. I'm trying trying to get better at Twitter myself. But um, it takes I will I will admit this it. Uh, does take a lot of time, mm-hmm. even TikTok being as simple as it as it is. Uh, and I think to do well on it, you kind of have to have a mix of the videos that are like really simple, simply done, and then kind of ones that you spend a little bit more time on. And especially a lot of the ones where you're doing like a transition and then like you have a whole different look on or something like that's like, you know, can take days to do because mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to like go and then you change everything and do it all again. Yeah, yeah it definitely is time consuming. Exact right spot to like make the transition. So. Oh, yeah, I know. That's a hard thing, too. So, so sometimes, yeah, if you like don't want to have the frame change at all. So you like just leave your phone <laughs> in the tripod and then go and like change everything. And then you have to like come back and do it. So sometimes it is like a whole like few hours of a production. That Here's our new lot. TikTok idea. You're just going to learn all of the TikTok dances. And we're going to post them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that TikTok. <laughs> yes. 
we'll, we'll be the camera and does TikTok dances. TikTok. I'll just learn him. My <laughs> students can teach me. Some of my favorite TikTok accounts are teachers and they'll like talk about things that their students do. And you obviously you're like not naming names and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's so hilarious because like, I mean, kids do the craziest things in school. Absolutely. Mr. Liner's neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, I was listening to like one of your episodes where you're talking about all the the balls and shoes got kicked on the roof. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but I think people would find those anecdotes very interesting. <laughs> Monetize those stories. Yes. No. I will say that too. That I mean, TikTok has also taught me a lot about like my finances. I mean, you know, as any adult should be, you should take an interest in your finances and know how to you know monetize your assets as best as you can. Um, but, uh, that's one of the things that now with TikTok, I've even like learned more is like, well, now I'm like creating content and just like live and hopefully make me money <laughs> while I sleep because, uh, I don't want to have to go to a day job forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've thought several times about what, what would we do if we monetized this? We have no, no idea. idea. I don't know that we'll ever get to that point, but I mean, you never know. Yeah. T- world changes quickly lately. It's true. Yeah. All we need is Boy Meets World to come way back into fashion. Uh-huh. And we're right there, ready to go. <laughs> we're right there. What What if they did a reboot? <laughs> then you guys would be like primed and ready. They would mm-hmm. probably want to use your podcast to like talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We So at the end of every season, we reboot the past season as if CW did it today. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So if they want to reboot it, we're ready. We, can, we got ideas. Go. <laughs> Let us on that writing team. <laughs> Yeah, call Hollywood. Fantastic. We've we've got another friend in LA now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to like if you know, like if you can find all the producers. Like, there's always there's always a way to get a hold of people in a hell in Hollywood. There's always like one degree of separation. It's really crazy. Is- Even last night, I ran into Al Pacino at a restaurant. Hollywood's a weird place. <laughs> Wait, you really did just run into Al Pacino for real? Yeah, and he was like, he's like, which one's available? And I was like. Oh. <laughs> he was like oh thanks i was like hey. you like, I, like it was texting my sister at the time i was like i just talked to al pacino she's like what'd you say i was like hi <laughs> i told <laughs> him what restaurant to go to <laughs> it was very exciting I, i've met garth brooks twice oh that's that's that all i've ever done nice we went to the same college garth brooks went to oh that's cool the, the, chan- the odds were good yeah that, that could happen the odds were good but he's a bit older than us isn't he oh mm-hmm. he's a lot older yeah <laughs> yeah so he would like come back and, and was, like a speaker alum, or something. Alumnus, yes. Uh, yes, esteemed alumni. Yeah, I um, I, I, if I ever like started my own podcast, I want to do it with my sister because I one, I think she laughs at my jokes the best. So I would probably, <laughs> I feel the funniest around her. <laughs> and um, but two, like uh, we people like a lot of my friends um back in Seattle always ask me to like recount all my weird Hollywood tales of people i meet and stuff and i always thought it'd be fun i've got some weird stories for sure mm-hmm. living here <laughs> i believe it i believe it one of these days off air you'll have to tell us some of them if i run into yeah topanga or, or ben savage <laughs> oh i know some guys <laughs> they're like guys <laughs> like send you a selfie with them like <laughs> mm-hmm. yes please do that'd be good appreciate it <laughs> you never know you honestly never know uh, i think well and then like wasn't boy meets world like the one that Leonardo DiCaprio was on that like everyone talks about. No, that was, was Growing yeah. Pains. Oh, that was Growing Pains. Okay. Never mind. With Mr. Kirk Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> Went in a different direction <laughs> from Leo. 
Yeah. Um, Matthew Lawrence of the Lawrence Brothers was on the show eventually. So it's funny. I I definitely watched Boy Meets World pretty religiously, um, but I I think I kind of one I think because they got too old for me. <laughs> it was like I remember like once they were in college and like they were living in like a like a married people's dorm or something. Mm-hmm. Like that was like when I remember like that was kind of when I like ended with watching that show because I remember well, just being like I'm so old now more. I don't understand. Yeah, I can't relate now. <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty close towards the end of the series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, that was only the last season, I think. Like the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you saw most of it. Yeah, saw most of it. Definitely uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious to get to those episodes now that we're in the stage of life we're in to see if it's yeah. a little more relatable. Because right now I feel like we're in peak Boy Meets World. Like this is the best it's going to get. But maybe right. <laughs> I remember feeling bad for them that they had to go live in like the married people dorms because I was like, they just want to be like regular kids. <laughs> Have fun mm-hmm. in college. Definitely wasn't, definitely wasn't good dorms. No. I don't think they have those any. Do they have those anymore? Like, um, I think you would just like get an apartment. College. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. you didn't need to live? Right. You could live somewhere else cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Our college had apartment like style dorms. I'm sure married people. Same. Yeah. But they're not like designated for married people. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think there were a few dorms designated for people with kids. Uh, there were like some family ones. Oh, for, like, students and, yeah. Like, well, that's cool. I did not have that. I went to Seattle University, like in in the city. Oh wow! Very urban. Mm-hmm. We actually, we actually, I need you to put a pin in that thought because we're going to come back to it here in a little bit. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> the fact that she went to Seattle University, oh. like in a city, like that's going to be very important when we get to Eric's storyline. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so basically, everyone's obsessed with their appearance in this episode and uh cory is looking into a potato head and has a pipe that feeny steals just <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a very funny joke <laughs> feeny's a joke machine in this episode he really is he's just there a little bit but yeah. he makes it he makes it count and like sean and uh, sean and cory are talking like everyone in my hair family has such great hair you have such great hair this is a fair and then topango comes up and he's like do i even need to explain and, uh, it's a fair point. She has great hair. Mm-hmm. She really she does. does. She We're really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's next yeah. level. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Corey's or Topanga's hair is. It's, it's great. There's a reason it is the centerpiece of this episode. Mm-hmm. Real shame what they do to it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, they have this whole talk um, about you don't just love me for my appearance. You love me for me, which Corey and Sean look at each other in the most disgusting way possible when she says that. Mm hmm. it's like we got her thinking that hey okay yeah a little uncomfortable (laughs) with that one yeah i noticed that too and then he he like does it again he's like that was one too many (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's that's (laughs) man rain it back in i I really didn't know what to think of that but it, it was a thing i guess that's one of those 90s masculinity jokes that don't age well yeah, kind of like the whole like idea of like oh, it's just locker room talk. It's kind of like on the, along those lines of like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Like teenage boys are awful, but it's because we expect them to be awful and thus allowed them to be awful. Right. So yeah. We didn't, but they wouldn't be. Yeah. If we held them to a higher standard, they would. Fair point. Need a higher standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can assume, but boys will be boys, I guess. Right. That that, that is totally a joke. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like that's that's the All same right, thing. <laughs> that's totally a joke. No boys should be held accountable for their actions. Yeah, let's come out and say I mean, it I... here on this show <laughs> as well. 
Right. I read a um a quote or I, honestly I might have seen it in a TikTok. I never know anymore. Um, but it's someone saying, uh, you know, women actually have a higher opinion of men than men do because we actually think they can be better than they are. Ooh, that, yeah. that's spicy. That one hit me too. <laughs> I was like, wow, I mean something to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, uh. and they keep talking and she's like oh, you think like I only have this confidence because like what I see in the mirror. Well, what about now? And she yeah, pulls out the scissors like words to Use your words. And she like holds the scissors in his face. <laughs> Just quick side note. She's got this like really full like art bag. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch on to that. I just noticed her bag and it had like mm-hmm. I didn't notice it till pens. the moment when she like held it up and it was already open. She <laughs> just like whips the scissors out. Yeah, it had like tons of pens and like I don't know. It yeah. was weird. Of... That was kind of the thing back then. You'd have like all those different like colored gel pens, you know, and you'd like just stack them up in there. Oh, that's very satisfying. I bet it is a product of the time, like trapper keepers. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I didn't. I definitely had a lot of pens, but I don't know if I was just carrying around scissors. <laughs> mm. She just like takes them out and just hacks off part of her hair. Two bunches of hair. Like not even, she doesn't like hack off all her hair. She doesn't like make different sections of her hair different lengths it's like one and then another one on the back like they really play up how much she i mean she walks off and her hair's all behind her and there's a good like (laughs) third of it that's just gone in terms of like across the whole length of her hair i guess it didn't seem like that much to me I was curious, like, if this is one of those things, like, in Hollywood, where, like, something in real life needs to happen, so they work in a show where she was like, guys, I really need a haircut. Like, it's time. And the show was like, well, how do we, we gotta write this into the script now? Like, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Do <laughs> they're we- like, okay, <laughs> you can get mm-hmm. a haircut as long as we can chop it off on camera. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, make it count. I bet that's true. <laughs> yeah. I bet doing Topanga's hair now that she was getting older, I bet it was taking a longer, like, time. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a friend in college who had hair like Topanga's where it was like thick and super long and for her to wash it was like a whole production it was like that joke that like you know it takes a woman like a day to like wash her hair like that was like for real it was like a whole thing because then you couldn't like blow dry it in a certain way I had to air dry but it's so thick it takes forever to dry so you're like doing it in portions and it was like a whole thing so I imagine poor Topanga had to deal with that as well yeah just kind of ready to be done with it yeah mm-hmm. hack it off yeah. or like in a any show where like one of the characters gets pregnant in real life so they like come up with ways yeah. to disguise them <laughs> there's always like a random thing in the foreground just like mm-hmm. covering her stomach yeah i remember like in the cosby show where claire huxtable was pregnant in real life so in one episode she had like this comically large teddy bear that's never explained why but she just like is sitting there on the couch with this in front of her and it's just like she was pregnant it was like they were on set that day and they're like how do we cover it and someone was like i have this <laughs> just brought it in even in like how i met your mother where um i'm blanking on her name but lily like the character the, the woman who played lily was actually pregnant but they made a joke about it where she like won this eating contest and stood up and like had she was just pregnant but like she had a food baby because she ate so much interesting i did not yeah. know i did not know these mm-hmm. allison hannigan that's her name allison hannigan i had a bunch of friends who were all pregnant over the last year and one day i was just like super bloated and then i like sent them like a photo and i was like look guys i'm trying to fit in <laughs> <laughs> how did that go over 
they I mean they all laugh but they were just like you're one of the group now one of us one of us it's like I just had like a really big burrito uh, I love a really big burrito I'm hungry I'm just kidding I was gonna say speaking about breakfast food breakfast burritos are like my jam right now breakfast burritos are literally my favorite so food. good yeah I like have been getting them from a place that puts tater tots in them yes it's mm-hmm. amazing I, we have a, we have an episode about it, so I won't go into it, but I've invented an entire holiday. I don't really have much of a family, so I like invented my own holidays to celebrate. Um, but one of the, the turkey dinner equivalent to my holiday is making breakfast burritos. I love it. <laughs> I want to celebrate that holiday. Mm. Do you like the movie Groundhog Day? I do. I haven't seen it in a long time though. And you'd like this holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of old movies again. Like I watched like The Runaway Bride again recently. A lot of like nostalgia movies from the 90s and early 2000s. I love watching old movies in general. I do as well. Groundhog Day is my favorite movie. So Really? Yeah. Favorite one of all time. So I get, I, I get. I have to give it a watch again. So worth it. Yeah. We all What's know it's favorite movie. Too. My favorite movie? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. Um, I don't watch like a ton of movies. Um I'm more of a TV show guy. Yeah, I have like my TV shows that I watch. Um, I really don't know. Wow, I feel like everyone has at least one. Probably like current, like modern favorite is like Spider Into the Spider Verse. Um, oh, that is a great really, film. Just really, really well done. It's super interesting. Um, do love it. Same guys did the Mitchells versus the Machines that just came out on Netflix. That I feel like has a lot of that same fun, um, just like interestingness. Oh, that I like a lot. Nice. Do you like a lot of animation? Um, yeah, I think animation's fun. I feel like you can do a lot of interesting things with it mm-hmm. that are just hard to capture with uh, regular people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. My favorite movie is an animated movie too, actually, which is funny because I wouldn't say I'm a huge animation person in general, but my favorite movie is Peter Pan. Peter Pan. That's a good choice. That was my favorite Disney movie for a very long time. Yeah. I love the story in general. And so I I like any, honestly, any film made around the story I love, but um, yeah, I really love that one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, do I don't know what that you. says about me and my, if I have Peter Pan syndrome or something. But... <laughs> it's just because everyone just thinks you're 19 and you're 30, 31. I mean, yeah, right. I know it's in oh, my head. You got in your head. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember where we were. Um, Topanga chopped her hair off, which is why we were talking about shows making those changes. Oh, yes. Yes. It, it all connects. It all does. Connect. It always <laughs> connects. It always makes sense. And you know us. We love a good <laughs> tangent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a tangent show, if anything. It really is. It's a show where we talk about life. Boy Meets World is our vehicle into every other topic. Yes, it's true. I think that's great, though. It builds like a structure for it. And then you get to talk about whatever you want. Then. Hmm. It gives us a skeleton to always jump back to. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. But Topanga looks in the mirror. Yeah. And Sean goes, she's going she's gonna to scream now. <laughs> and she does. Um, did you find Topanga relatable here or not relatable? Oh, super relatable. Cause like I said, so I even like in junior high, I was voted best hair. So I, I get the attachment to your hair um, thing. And I would have freaked out if like something like that had happened to my hair back then. Um, there is something about your hair that's just really connected to your identity. And yeah, when that, when that changes abruptly, like it's such a big thing. Like even I think Corey talks about it later, like you get a haircut 
And then, you know, it looks crap. You hate it for like forever. And then you have like one day where you really like it, but then it's time for a haircut again. <laughs> and I feel mm-hmm. like that's such the thing because like, it's like you see a change in yourself. I don't know. I've always wondered about this too, like with beards and stuff. Like I figure like men deal with that too. Like you see yourself with a beard or without and you're like, I'm a different person now. I feel like we're just with any, I don't know. Hair is it's such a thing that we uh, attach to our identity. So yeah, I definitely identify with that. I would have screamed. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I've had a beard for 13 years. Yeah, somewhere. It's like a really long time. It's 2008. Um, Yeah, so it's like, I don't really remember who I am without one. Like my wife doesn't remember at all what I look like without one. You shaved once in college, right? Didn't you sell the right to shave your beard? Well, we trimmed it. It was still there. Okay. I was like, Mm. yeah, that's a story for another time. (laughs) Um, Wasn't a full reveal. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a, a partial reveal. Um, but yeah, so it's just like always been a part of who I am. So I'm sure like if, or like recently there was like a, a spot, I know Spotify, Snapchat, it was one of those apps that started with S, but it was a filter that would take your beard off and I like used it and it was just the wildest thing. I was like, that just seems wrong. Like it was shocking. That's not how I remember you looking without a beard. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's been, a, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Cause it can't like account for like your jawline. Well, yeah. I mean. Initially, it turned all of this, my beard's pretty long, into like a chin. I look like super, <laughs> like um, from Austin Powers, fat bastard. Like that yes. character. Yes. Oh my God. That's so you I'm just going. had one big, a neck beard. <laughs> just a <laughs> neck roll. It was <laughs> awful. Um, I wish you would have posted that picture. <laughs> I think we have a video and I like recoil. So I, I, I relate to Topanga here. Okay. I. I have always done the same thing. I let my hair and beard grow for six months. Then I chop it all off. Then I let it grow for six months and then I chop it all off. So I guess, I guess I don't. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm yeah. glad you guys do. I've had the same but hairstyle since different. So it's just like, if I were to do something different, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Well, even like, you know, I was saying like, I, um, I've only been blonde for three years and I always, I never really dyed my hair before that. Like I, you know, experimented here or there, but like never really changed the whole look of it. Like maybe did some highlights like once or twice, but that was it. And um, I, but I had had blonde envy forever because like my whole family was blonde. And so I was, I always wanted to do it. And it literally took me till being 28 <laughs> to be like, okay, I'll give it a try now because it, yeah, it's such an identifier to mm-hmm. change you, change your look with your hair. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe I should dye my hair. Yeah. Oh, just go platinum. Just do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least some frosted tips or something. I don't know. I can definitely go silver soon. <laughs> uh, it's the nice thing about being blonde now, too. It kind of covers up the, the silvers coming in. No one knows now. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Secret. Yeah. So, again, Topanga. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would scream, but I, I would be shocked. Um, and then Feeney comes. <laughs> the boys are like, no one's really going to notice. It's just, what the heck happened to you? It's <laughs> um, <laughs> just so okay. Any, yeah, not not the preferred response. No, <laughs> no. And in a bid to teach Corey and Sean about inner beauty, I cut my hair to make a point. What? Well, good. For I applaud. You. I applaud your attempt at teaching a valuable lesson. <laughs> you think I'm ugly during these vulnerable teenage years? <laughs> well, it kind of says something about how you know young people are. Uh, extremely intuitive so even though he was saying like no it was a nice thing she's like you think I'm ugly she like see it in his face you know that there's like concern and she's like uh-huh. no. yeah uh, again 
as someone who is very unaware of his own appearance sometimes. I'm not the best person. I love this episode. But I'm not the best person to talk about it all the time. But I'm just like, no one is going to think Topanga's ugly because her hair is different lengths at some point. Right. Like, yeah. Topanga. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a great way to talk about it, though, because it is so silly of an idea. <laughs> so it is a way to kind of talk about a serious topic in a in a light way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like no one would think that, you know, she looks any different with just six inches off her hair. And it mm-hmm. still is very long hair, too. Yeah. Yeah. She's but, still um, pretty, pretty yeah. there. She would probably start a trend. Let's just be honest. Like a mean girl's. I know. <laughs> I saw Topanga wear camel pants and flip flops. So I wore camel pants <laughs> and flip flops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody, uh, like I was saying, I think every girl wanted hair like as thick and long as Topanga's. Like that's hard mm-hmm. to to grow it out that way. And like I said, it takes like management, lots of like moisturizing it, and drying it the right way, and taking care of it. You never knew. I never knew either. Yeah, it's like it's its own living thing. Yeah, there was a girl recently. Um, I'm just gonna keep talking about TikTok because it's my whole world now. But a girl on TikTok I was following, and she has like really long beautiful hair and she did one I guess someone asked about like her hair routine and I was even shocked by all the different products she used and like the process because her hair looked beautiful it's like really healthy for how long it is and uh yeah her whole system was even more extensive than I expected it so girls uh girls go in on the hair management sounds like it I've even like um I I mean now my hair is bleached so I probably should be doing it again but when my hair was just natural and and long I was I would take like I was even eating like hair vitamins, like vitamins to like make my hair healthier and grow. And I do a lot of hair masks and hair gotta masks. go. I mean, I spend I spend thousands of dollars on it every year to make it to bleach it. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's a whole you yeah, it's an it. interest. It's a hobby of mine actually. I mean, it's a good hobby <laughs> with the amount of money I invest in it. It's a hobby at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it one you can monetize somehow? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like the other day um just at the at the pharmacy and I was like looking I was like oh look at these little eyelash things and all this and I was like oh, I don't really need these things and I was like well it's part of your hair and makeup routine for TikTok now so <laughs> you, you should get it mm-hmm. I just like now reason with myself like well it's for TikTok just, just uh, buy it business expense. <laughs> yeah business expense. <laughs> Uh, is the next scene Eric? Um, no, we're not to Eric just uh, yet. Bathroom. Uh, yep, they're in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Corey's going in and trying to for your reasons with Topanga. Wow, we have a lot before Eric. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then yeah, I mean it's really not a lot here, but Corey's just kind of saying the same thing back to Topanga that she said to him before. Mm-hmm. Like it's who you, like you say it's who you are on the inside, so this shouldn't really matter. But then when she's like, okay, it's like, but we'll be awkward together. So it isn't even like you are beautiful. It's like no, you're going to be awkward too. Yeah, because I'm awkward and you're going to be awkward with me. Yeah, but it's like she's still gorgeous. <laughs> like yeah, her hair's two different lengths. Who cares? <laughs> she's still Topanga yeah but like uh, like lady was saying like that's kind of the silly fun of Mm -hmm. it I think it's like yeah yeah. the idea of Topanga being awkward anyway right yeah there's no way she could ever but um but yeah it is kind of like the thing because he is kind of like reveling that like yeah we'll be awkward looking together and um it kind of reminds me of the whole idea of like you know when um like a boyfriend sees like their 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 girl like looking really good and she's gonna go out and he's like well maybe I should come with you like to to make sure no one's looking at you too much you know like you don't want someone like looking at her too much because he obviously knows she's stunning and beautiful 
but it, now he's like feels a little bit safer like no you know like you don't have to like also when men are like no you don't have to wear makeup you know it's like well they're that's because he already knows she's beautiful and like he doesn't want to be threatened by the rest of the world knowing how beautiful she is it's true <laughs> or he knows he's batting way out of his league mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i asked topanga on a date right in front of him i figured you would have right. dumped him over the summer that would be hard yeah. Guy had business cards. <laughs> What's not to like? But it's funny though, because like again, if like he was just uber confident about himself and then he like, you know, like even like stepped into that and was like, no, like she's, you know, like he, the, he would just, he would meet that guy's attractiveness level. Like that guy is only so attractive because he is being so forward with what he wants and mm-hmm. putting it out there, mm-hmm. like knowing he's, he's got it in some way or even if you like connected the dots like this like confident conventionally attractive man just like asked her out and she said no nope, she's going out with me like there must be something about me right yeah she's like right? feel good about that i should feel a little boost or something but no he's just like i can't believe it. this makes me feel worse that someone thought my girlfriend was beautiful i mean i'm a big fake it till you make it kind of person so there have definitely been times when i do not feel confident and it's usually because of how i perceive myself Mm -hmm. but um sometimes yeah you just have to go out into the world and just like act like you got it um you know because you don't you know people will still treat you then in a positive way when you go out into the world and you don't feel good about yourself and you're kind of like reacting that way people do treat you differently like you Mm -hmm. don't get all the same privileges for instance and that kind of stuff yeah yeah i agree i've I've always been a fan of like fake it till you become it yeah yeah like if you want to be confident like fake that you're confident and like the world will likely i, I guess i won't say 100 percent of the time the world will likely react to you like a confident person and that'll make you more confident yep we're on the same page <laughs> so um yeah i do i do have a question um for something that came up in the show are there couches in women's restrooms <laughs> Ooh. um yeah, I guess I'll take this one. Um, yes, not in all of them, but yes, there are in some. I don't think I've ever been in a, couch, in a men's restroom that had a couch. No. Definitely not like a like a school restroom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was odd. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they were playing on the idea that... Um, that they do have have them because uh, sometimes they'll be like labeled like the women's lounge mm. <laughs> well for like for instance like Nordstrom like the department store like Nordstrom has like couches and like a little like waiting room area in the women's restroom really? <laughs> yeah or um you know like I mean I guess hotels have, I don't know but like because in a lot of hotels they have them in the women's restroom do they not in like men's I don't think I've ever noticed never seen a couch they're probably worried that men would just like pee on the couch too <laughs> If anything, where they think women probably have a little bit more self-respect. Um. Potentially. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I think it's because I probably it's, it stems from kind of like the old age of like women going to the bathroom in packs and stuff. Or like it was like the little way to like get away and stuff. Or they'd be in there like, you know, pattering their noses and stuff. Or they like take a rest off their heels and like lay down for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, no, never in my school bathrooms did we have uh, couches. But yes, I have been in many a ladies' restroom with a couch. Wow. 
have never a whole other never one seen it i i am very like what, what Corey said though is very much how i am in the bathroom i, I do whatever i came in there to do i wash my hands i go i kind of love that bathrooms are becoming ungendered though to be honest because mm-hmm. surprisingly like at like festivals or any place or like a sporting event like when there's lots of people women's restrooms are disgusting sometimes the scents are better and so now like most places like restaurants and stuff i'll go in either one i don't even care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh Working in retail as long as I did and cleaning as many restrooms as I did, the women's bathroom is always more disgusting to clean than the men's. Every right? Single- yeah. I don't, and I don't know why because I've never just like thrown toilet paper around a restroom, but uh, yeah, there are, I guess, women who do. Yeah. I've, I've never understood. When something like big happens that makes a restroom dirty, that's normally in the men's restroom. Hmm. But like on a regular Someone did a job. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but on a regular day where nothing like weird happens yeah. in a restroom, you get to the end, you clean the restrooms. The women's is always more disgusting. Yeah. I can't tell you why. I wish I actually knew. Because I, I'm honestly wonder the same thing. I'll sometimes go in there and I'm like, what happened here? Did someone like have like take out all their anger just on the stall? <laughs> it's like water on the walls and <laughs> toilet paper everywhere. Oh. Well, women's restrooms has couches. Good to know. I just thought it was a TV thing. (laughs) I guess it's real. Uh, I don't know what to do with the joke of Sean just hanging out in the girl's bathroom. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) It's funny because like as much, yeah, it was a little weird in the sense of like, if he was like a boy trying to be in there, but he also has like such femme energy. (laughs) Yes, he really does. (laughs) But it like didn't feel weird to me. I just felt like he would be in there just like, you know, fixing Mm -hmm. his, getting the right amount of hair in front of his face. like, Uh And all the girls would like pass like, Mm -hmm. you know, beauty tips with him. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. Like he kind of fits. And in the modern day, like it wouldn't have been a big thing, I think. But like in the 90s, like, I don't know what joke they were trying to make or like. Uh It probably was more shocking then, but I don't know. I just feel like he's totally the kind of like guy who would get like pedicures on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Like even Corey comes into the bathroom and he's like, boy coming in, run and scream. Mm -hmm. I'm not even looking like all this stuff. And then Sean's just like in there. There's just like confidence, I guess. Just like, I'm going to go where I belong. I think that's the funny thing about like, yeah, restrooms becoming like uh, gender neutral in that sense. Like if a guy's in there and he's like just totally chill about it, I'm like fine about it. But if a guy walked in there like Corey did, I'd be like, okay, like I'd be so nervous. But if it was like Shawnee, it's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree. It's just like, who cares? You're all in there to like go to the bathroom and then be done. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't come here to make friends. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares what gender is in here? surprisingly i've actually made a lot of drunk friends in bathrooms <laughs> it's like the friend and you're like we're gonna hang out later and then you never talk to them again but like you had like a moment that you'll like remember forever like where you mm-hmm. bonded with this person in a restroom or at least remember Maybe that's that a girl night. thing <laughs> yeah just that one our, our special time at that one bar uh i like that that's fun uh now we jump to eric. an hour to eric okay Topanga's gonna go to the beauty salon and get everything adjusted mm-hmm. um and just be set and they'll both be awkward together for the next several years and it'll just be perfect mm-hmm. and Corey and sean are gonna sit on the couch mm-hmm. and eric is in a bathrobe eating cocoa pebbles watching murder she wrote i'm assuming know. i'm assuming he's watching perry mason because he calls him you solved that crime you fat fat man and 
<clears throat> there's old Perry Mason that was black and white and he was like a police detective. But then there's later episodes of Perry Mason when he's older and I feel like he was just a much larger man. Okay. And so I, I'm just assuming he's watching Perry Mason. I have no idea what the show is, but it's just like a, a detective show. He's like, yeah, there's wrinkled raincoat detective, which I assume is like Columbo. Um, there's one other like old detective that could be murder. She wrote. And then, Fat detective would be Perry Mason. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you familiar with Perry Mason? It's just a me thing? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I was a big Dick Van Dyke show fan, mm. which was like kind of at the same period. Mm-hmm. And that was always, yeah, someone died in a really weird random case. And he just happened to always be there when people were getting murdered. <laughs> that would help uh, help solve it. And I think uh, his, sh- his son on the show was a detective. So that was like the connection. Okay. Yeah. It's all there. <laughs> it all it all fits together yes but eric is feeling really bad about himself um because he didn't get into he, college. yeah he didn't get into college so he's kind of bumming around I mean, his mom is like you need to get a job mm-hmm. you need to do something with yourself he's like no then i'll just be like a townie sitting around at home eating bonbons it's different because these are cocoa puffs yes. and i'm a detective yes the this is my whole problem with Eric's plot. A townie in Philadelphia? Like, this isn't a small town where everyone, like, goes away to college. Mm-hmm. This is Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> a Philadelphia townie is, is not bad. Yeah. He's just like, what? Yeah. And he says, like, the only girls around are townies. Because his mom's like, go on a date. And he's like, oh, you want me to date a townie? The University of Pennsylvania is in is in Philadelphia. Temple's in Philadelphia. Yeah, there's lots of, like, there's girls everywhere. Yeah, she wouldn't necessarily be a, a townie. Good point. <laughs> but why would any of them want to date him? Yeah, because he's that's townie. what he's getting at. He is a townie, yeah. Um, and then we, I feel like I skipped over the best part, which is Eric's theme song. <laughs> and the fact that he says he's going to make his own detective show. But the good-looking guy. Yeah. Um, good-looking guy. <laughs> when a crap breaks out, all the cute girls shout. Get the good-looking good looking guy. guy. <laughs> Book him good-looking. Book him good-looking. <laughs> uh, yes. So this is such a strange, like, cut. I, I don't know if they're trying to tie Eric's plot in or if the random, like, this is Eric's random plot and Corey's random plot generator just happened to fall. But, like, the, his whole thing is, like, he's judging these people as not attractive and wants to replace them because he is more attractive. That's the whole, like, premise mm-hmm. of it. And it's just, like, this going on with, like, all that Corey is learning about it, like, appearance. Mm-hmm. It's just so strange to me. Yeah. It's kind of like a play on the idea of, like, um, could, like pretty people being entitled. Yes. Yeah, like, well, I should of... have my own show. Why wouldn't I have my own show? I mean, I can do what they're doing, but be good looking doing it. Way better, obviously. <laughs> I say we just get Eric out of the way real quick. Yeah, we can just go through <laughs> all of his storyline. Yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of cover it all. Um, I do like the joke that Eric's Eric tells his whole plan and Morgan goes, I'm gonna go do so much homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Both of Morgan's yeah. appearances in this episode are just grade A. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. It's funny because like, you know, nowadays the idea around college has very much changed where it's not necessary to ha- like be successful in life. But back then that was like all there was like, it was like either you go to college or like, yeah, you're stuck doing nothing was like the kind of messaging. And so like, oh yeah, it's that whole idea that he's like, yeah, has nothing he can do now. 
in life because he didn't get into college. All he can do is flip burgers now. <laughs> yeah. Or sit on the it. couch. Um, just mm-hmm. so you know, uh, I, I forgot what it was called. I think it's called Philadelphia Community College, but I'm not sure. But there is a community college in Philadelphia that has like a 98% acceptance rate that has more students than the major university that you and I went to. <laughs> Oh, wow. (laughs) So I'm just saying, Eric has options. Yeah. Think of Greendale from the show Community, where it's like their motto was, you're already accepted. (laughs) (laughs) I like that show. Uh, I'm actually watching through it. I'm like six episodes in. Look at you. That's when it really starts to pick up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not joking. I'm I'm enjoying it. Debate 109. Just a fire episode. I don't think I've gotten there yet. What's well, the episode 109? So okay. I don't think you would have it. Episode six. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about this in the show just because Eric's plot has been college for a long time. But yeah, like the messaging is so crazy. Like not like go to tech school or get a certification or yeah, learn a trade or anything. <laughs> it's well, you screwed up. You're not in college. So go get a minimum wage job. That's your, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. I kind of think of it. I mean, and it kind of plays in, I mean, into the next part of like his story, like once he is on the date and and the the woman he's on the date with, like is trying to be successful on her own and raising a kid on her own and has no help from his, her family. And yet he's sitting on the couch eating Cocoa Puffs and his parents are completely financially supporting him. And it kind of plays off the idea that, um, you know, upper middle-class families, unless they can like brag about you, they want to hide you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was kind of what's happening with him. They're like, just go get a, a crap job. Like, you know, they don't want him to go off and become like a trained car mechanic because then they have to tell people their son's a car mechanic. Like they can just be like, Oh, he's figuring it out right now. He's just like working somewhere local. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, he went and got like a blue collar job that he loved. Like they, you know, it might not be as impressive to their, you know, yeah. inner circle. <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird because like in the season previous to this, it's been driven home. Like Alan didn't go to college. He's the manager of a grocery store and like just the worst. (laughs) What a terrible job. That's how the show keeps coming down. Yeah. The the show keeps coming down. Like, can you believe he's the manager of a grocery store? Just I know, yeah. And that's like a very respectable job. I feel like every job is a great job as long as you enjoy it. I agree. We should want we should want everybody to enjoy their jobs. Like, you know, so if we keep, you know, crapping on certain jobs, like then people aren't gonna want to do those jobs. But at the end of the day, yeah, you want if someone has to pump gas, like hopefully they enjoy doing that and the interactions they get to have with people and the location. I mean, there's so many things. So mm-hmm. um in 2010, yeah. I spent a summer working at McDonald's and I did not think it was bad. Like I was there working at like the job that people say is the worst job. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, actually, this is kind of fun. Like there's yeah, a, t- a lot of it's like who you work with too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a good team that we were with. I'm sure mean, that certainly helps. Yeah. I had that job for three months. So it's not like it was just a summer job while yeah. I was in college. So maybe I didn't get like the full impact, but uh-huh. <laughs> But I did work full time at McDonald's for three months, and like I was, I never thought it was terrible. I've had other jobs I hated way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jobs I have loved the most usually were because of the people I worked with. To be honest, yeah, I think that that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent agree. Some of them weren't the most glamorous ones, but yeah, all of them, all the my favorite ones were because I loved like the team and stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to like be able to, because I mean, you want to be able to enjoy your time. So who you're around matters. 
Oh yeah, 100% agree. I can think of some great friends that I've made at jobs, even now. Mm. I need to text them. (laughs) Right now, thinking about you. Right now. Um, But yeah, and then we do cut to that scene with Eric and the the townie. (laughs) And it's really awkward. And she's like, I work double shifts at the Dairy Queen to support me and my two-year-old. It's like, well, why are you on a date? I mean, I'm glad she's on it. Mean, yeah, it's good for her to be out, but it's just, it's when she said that, I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> I would love to know how they met because, uh, you know, there was no dating apps then. Was it match.com? Yeah, match.com, maybe. Um, yeah, I have no idea how they met. Maybe he <laughs> yeah, was. How, did, how did people meet, meet back then? Oh, uh, Eric must have gone to the Dairy Queen. He must and saw her there. He must have asked her. Like, would you like to have uh, this date now? Okay. <laughs> And I do like the insinuation. I don't know if the episode's trying to insinuate this, but it's kind of like what it is. Like, oh, like I didn't go to college because I didn't have my family support in raising this two-year-old. And like, that's the reason. Like, that's the reason you wouldn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Not because like, that's not where your passion lies or you can right. better. Yeah, you only don't go to college because something yeah. monumentally life-changing and life-altering happens to you yeah that's the reason yeah um then that date really bums him out mm-hmm. so he's still moping and then alan comes and it's like does alan come or is this a dream alan comes at this point and tells him to go get a job yeah but like then when he comes back from his dad sending him off and he's asleep. oh that's a good question i was kind of wondering that because I, I felt like it was a little repetitive because it's like he tells him to leave and then it's like the same thing he tells him to leave yeah but yeah maybe it was a dream i feel like part. this first one is a dream right but what if they're like he goes and does it then has this dream and that's why alan is so much like no for real <laughs> right now he's like i'm in a bathrobe at night and i gotta go find a job True. like how am i supposed to do this because True. it's like the final like you gotta go now i don't know because it seemed because it does seem like alan would be like i don't want to do this again like go out there and find a job it seems like the last time is the first time i don't know it was weird i just found myself being like was that part of the dream or was it not i don't know up to the viewer to decide so he like throws him out the door hands him the wanted pages in the newspaper that's how people used to find jobs for all you out there in podcastville Um, our younger listeners yeah for our younger listeners and he's like thank you daddy and then alan slams (laughs) the door in his face thank you daddy and then uh, recreation yeah or reenactment (laughs) thank you daddy (laughs) we have some time Uh, and then the final scene is he gets back and he's like, he's in a tux. He's like, mom, I found a job. Come watch. Yes. This is probably the best, like most memorable tag at the end of an episode of Boy Meets World for me <laughs> is where it shows the opening credits of his TV show. Good looking guy with a full theme song. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. It's I ridiculous. It. It's good, right? Yeah. And he's just, I'd watch that show. With oh, every scene, he had a pistol. He uh-huh. was firing for no He's reason. like running up to catch to a, a catch up to a car and then turns around running backwards and is firing his gun at the car, um, swimming under the ocean. There's a shark and he turns around and he's shooting at the shark. It's true. And he's like at the pyramids and he just randomly starts shooting while he's riding a camel. It's weird. It's really it's amazing. It was very funny. If you're looking for an idea for your next film, can we pitch the good looking guy? guy. Yeah. So I can already see it now. All the, all the different places will take the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's amazing. 
Um, Egypt, underwater, Hawaii. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, he just shoots shoots a pistol just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he never hits anything. I don't know what he's shooting at, but. there. Well, the one, like the one that like looks like it's in Hawaii with the guy surfing, the guy like starts to wobble when he does it. <laughs> that one really made me crack up. <laughs> it's like they found the perfect, perfect clip where a guy's like, ooh. <laughs> he's shooting a gun. <laughs> freaking out man <laughs> i think i missed that oh and then he, he his parents wake him up and they're like eric go out there and get a job he's like fine and he gets up and he goes i'm in a bathrobe what kind of job can i get in a bathrobe at night and then he opens the door and it's nighttime he's like at night and they slam the door on him anyway and then that's i've had enough yeah get out of here that's the end of eric's story there's no substance yeah. to it but it's fun it ended as mysteriously as it began mm-hmm. it's like a setup for like yeah his next quest <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true i don't think it ever really comes to <laughs> changes um, i wish it did yeah i'd, I'd watch a show about eric struggling to get a job uh-huh. or being a, an actor yeah in particular oh yeah. um, that would have been good yeah uh, but then with our A plot, we mm-hmm. pick up at the, uh, at the beauty salon. At the beauty salon, yeah. The Cellini, the three Cellinis <laughs> is the name of the, the place. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. So apparently there's three of these Cellini brothers. <laughs> the three Cellini brothers. Maybe there's a sister. Maybe there's just one brother and two sisters. It could, it could be whatever. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Well, three's the limit. <laughs> yeah, because it's three Cellinis. <laughs> um, but... Corey and Sean have a a kind of gross conversation. I think it's kind of what you were saying. Like, I don't want to be threatened by her appearance. So I want her to come out of that chair looking that he says hideous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Sean's like, no, she's coming out gorgeous. We're not even going to be able to look at her without burning our retinas. He knows it. You know, he admits it. He's like, no. (laughs) This is the beauty parlor next to old lady Schneider's bakery. They don't do miracles here. And then like the chair turns. It's this beautiful woman. Like, old lady Schneider. It's a miracle. (laughs) Which was was very funny. Yeah, it was a good comedy. It was a good comedy. It was. It's a miracle. Um, And then like he's talking about how he knows hair. Like you said, like it works great for six weeks. Then looks it looks bad for six weeks. Yeah, it looks bad good for, for a day. Good for a day. And it's time for another haircut. I'm like, maybe, Corey, maybe you should just try growing out your hair. Like, yeah, you should do something different, man. Not a bad idea. The haircut cycle of shame. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, have either of you hated a haircut you got for six weeks? Yeah. Really? Okay. I had my hair short for a period, like when I was saying, like when I had the, the side squeeze bangs, mm-hmm. um, it was like my senior year of high school, actually. Yeah. And I like had it very short, like right underneath my ears. And um, yeah, I hated that hair. I, <laughs> it was because it, it was, you had to keep it. The, the style was how short it was, but it grows so quickly. So then it's like, you just hated them forever. So mm-hmm. it almost was the opposite. It's like, I'd get the haircut and I'd like it for a day. And then I'd hate it for six weeks. <laughs> okay yeah i feel like not really because again my hair grows really fast and so it's just um i get haircuts more quickly than that um, my wife cuts my hair now so i don't have to pay get, for it wait you get haircuts more quickly than every six weeks i mean maybe not right now but historically it's at least a once a month oh wow my hair grows really fast too but yeah but you say you like let it go for six months and then just chop it off i so. do <laughs> i don't feel like you're the <laughs> the expert no i don't yeah i don't do anything with my hair (laughs) 
what is your haircut frequency just out of curiosity so i get my haircut way less often than i should i used to do yeah i used to cut it myself but now haircuts once or twice a year and la haircuts are expensive too i haven't found anywhere around here that is reasonable in price <laughs> like okay i'll do it twice a year you gotta save up can i ask what what it costs i'm just so curious but yeah, no. So an LA haircut, um, I think the cheapest haircut I've gotten here was like $250. And the last Whoa. one I got was like $300. Yeah. Wow. My last haircut was 15 I know. <laughs> and like, again, I will admit, like I go to a nice salon mm-hmm. and that's kind of stuff. But I've asked around like to some of my friends who are like LA natives. And they, a lot of them are like, oh no, I drive down to Newport to get my haircut because it's just cheaper. It's, mm-hmm. You know, just being in LA and stuff. But it's funny i was the guy who cut my hair i recently like found his instagram and realized i was like oh he cuts hair for like a lot of celebrities and i was like oh, that makes sense the price yeah and you're basically a celebrity i mean oh, gosh <laughs> i know someone asked me on like a like a tiktok live stream they're like is it like do you get recognized a lot and i was like no, i'm not in la <laughs> LA, like I'm a nobody here. <laughs> uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, I know her. Right. I it's know 150,000 sounds like a lot, but like, um, yeah, no, not an L- LA equation. Yeah. And LA 150 is like uh, Oklahoma. Three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my hair colors actually about TikTok and she was like, oh, do you know Jasmine Chiswell? I do her hair too. And Jasmine has like 6 million followers. And I was like, Oh yeah, I've seen her. <laughs> I was like, yeah, not that not amazing. as well as you do, but right, yeah. So yeah, Topanga's her haircut was just fifty dollars. Yeah, her hair was just a C note, uh-huh, half a C note, half a C note, um, half a C note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she comes out like just looking great. Yeah, when when I was watching this and Chance was there and she came out and like. I noticed her shirt was like tied up and I was like, was it like that before? It was. And he's like, it, it was. And I was like, I didn't notice. Like they just really <laughs> emphasized. I, I agree. I, I thought the same thing. And then when I rewatched it, I noticed, I was like, Oh, it was like that before, but it wasn't like, yeah, it's, just... again, it's almost like the way she carries herself is different. Mm-hmm. So you just see her differently. Yep. Yeah. So when she comes out then Corey's just like, this universe blows. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh no, I have a really beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, my life is terrible. Um, Curse this world. Uh, So Sean's reaction is actually something that stuck with me through the years. Because occasionally I've wanted to say it too. Like, I have no education. I live in a trailer park and I have no education. But my hair goes like this. And he just flicks his hair. (laughs) Corey takes the squirt bottle. Calm down. Yes. Thanks. I'm good. But would you guys ever go like shave your head bald? Because this is like a thing with my me and my other girlfriends, like who are also dating. Like, I'm not a big fan of like baldies, but some of my friends are like, no, bald guys are like, it's like such a thing. So, like, some people are super into it, and some people are like, it's a no. Because some guys just do it as a style. Mm-hmm. I- I don't think I would um, because even in the last like six months or so as my wife's cut my hair, she's like, oh, it's kind of thinning a little bit. Yeah, that's why they do it because they're like, they don't want to deal with it. I don't like that you said that (laughs) Um, because like my dad has like lost most of his hair. And so I've always been like, yes, I have mine. Yes. Good. And I'm just like, is it going to reach this point where I'm just going to suddenly wake up one day and I'm George Costanza? (laughs) And I just really well, hope that's not the case. I have a hair beauty secret. 
So uh, I don't remember when it happened, but sometime in recent years, um, Rogaine like lost, they used to have a patent on the chemical that like was in their product and that went away, um, like their license on it or something. So now you can get it, it's called minoxidil and you can get it anywhere. And I didn't really know about this, but then Jennifer Lopez like was um, endorsing this one brand of it. And she was like, I put it in my hair every day. And I was like, JLo has great hair. And I was like, I need to do this (laughs) because my dad is also like, my dad was like bald by the time he was my age like completely bald and I was like my hair is very thin so I was like terrified so I started like using that so now you can go get Rogaine for super cheap it was at the no. at the <laughs> at no. the pharmacy <laughs> I did not we we also in our friend group of like eight or nine guys like we're the two that have like full heads of thick hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and like really every, all of our yeah, other friends are all are all like bad receding hairlines and like they all shave yeah. their heads mostly like not fully bald but like at least buzz okay. their heads yeah and Cameron and I have always like we've got pretty thick heads of hair yeah, <laughs> yeah. no keep the hair if you have it I think yeah. I, I like hair but that's another thing too that have gotten really popular now is um toupees have like been making a comeback really because of this yeah it's like a big it's a big thing on tiktok too yeah because like yeah yeah they can make them so well now and like they've done them on i've watched a few of these videos and like you would have no idea like their hair looks amazing with them on and you can just like reapply it like yourself every like week or so and then every month you basically like go and they redo the whole thing amazing i didn't know there was that much maintenance to a toupee but then again the only thing i really know toupees from is like cartoons well just because like your hair grows because they basically like shave your hair down to like mm-hmm. nothingness to put it on and then like restyle it for you Interesting. obviously it doesn't grow but the sides will grow mm-hmm. so at some point i'm sure it'll <laughs> look a little off <laughs> like this hair is like all the way out here but my little toupee yeah it's exactly the same i'm actually would be really nervous to fully shave my head i just realized because i have a giant head oh same like most one size fits all hats do not fit my giant head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Toupees are fantastic. I'm sure that Cellini guy could do a great toupee. Oh mm. yeah. Cellini. Pasco Cellini. So Topanga's like, nothing is going to change about who I am as a person. And then she's like, Ooh, gotta go. And they ask like, where are you going? And she just, does someone want to do the impression? I could do it. Go for it. This hair with this outlet? Mm-mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, bye-bye. So at the moment. Oh yeah, hello, bye-bye. Oh, yeah. You're much better with uh quoting it. Well, we've we've got four three seasons of practice. Yeah, I feel like this show All just right. <laughs> free in my head. Yeah. A lot of times. And that's one that that's a clip that I feel like was on an advertisement growing up. Hello, I just bye-bye. heard a lot. So at the hello, bye-bye. Uh gosh. It's yeah, ridiculous. But I feel like right before that they were talking like, and here she is, like painted toes and all of these things it's like liking these things and enjoying taking care of yourself in this way does not equal being a shallow person yes like they're like topanga likes these things Uh oh everybody like she's not this strong independent woman anymore like she's this shallow person it's like that's not true that was a weird message. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I, agree. I think it's part of the demonization of like anything considered girly is like bad, like by right. association. Like, I mean, that's why we hated Bieber, right? Or like it's like it's inferior. Yeah. Yeah. We you Bieber isn't a good artist. I mean, he's not, but not because <laughs> girls liked him. <laughs> But Bieber isn't a good artist because girls like him. Like that was kind of the mm-hmm. the message. Like teen girls like him, so he can't be good. Or like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, which is just straight up untrue. Right. 
Very no true. one better say anything bad about Taylor Swift because no. I am the biggest Taylor Swift fan. None of my friends are, but I'm like, I'm like, who wants to go to the concert, guys? Uh, you know, I'm all into folklore and Evermore. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are great. Uh, I, Reputation was not my favorite. It's not that that era. When it came out, I remember exactly where I was. I was like at UCLA attending like a producer's program thing. (laughs) And um, it was like at night and it came on the radio. And I was like, it was the Look What You Made Me Do song. And I was like, what is this trash? I was so offended (laughs) by it. But then I went through a breakup like right after it. And then I loved the album. It was fantastic. (laughs) I was like feeling super bitter. I just like, you know, would get in the bath and put on reputation. So it kind of, I guess it depends on like the, my head's my, yeah, headspace you're in, but. um Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was, especially because like her music was so different beforehand. I think that's what was so jarring about it. Mm-hmm. But now like once kind of like I ingested it, I realized like that was a pretty intentional move, I think. Oh yeah. Make it that different. And it was kind of like slap everybody in the face a little. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. She really does. Yeah. I I respect I'm impressed by her. I respect the album reputation, not musically, but like persona. Lyrically, so. Yeah, it's got some good lyrics yeah. too, for sure. But I still don't like listening to it. It's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> now that she's doing like the re-releases of all her music too, it's been also very interesting to like listen to. And like some of the older versions are better, but some of the newer versions are good better. So it kind of depends on the song. I I intend to do a deep dive on those soon because that's the kind of weirdo I am. Anyway. (laughs) But he's our weirdo. It's true. I love that you guys love pop culture as much as I do. I can talk (laughs) pop culture all day. Uh, But yeah, I I did did very much feel like, oh, she's painting her nails. That means she's less of a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like painting femininity and yeah, like a a negative or inferior light where Mm -hmm. if you embrace it, that that's wrong like you should still be kind of because i think too because like with topanga she always kind of fit into this like the ultimate chill girl Mm -hmm. kind of thing so like the guy's girl or whatever and so the fact that she would like go on the other side to just being super feminine was like very jarring to them Mm -hmm. which is funny because um i feel like the image of like a perfect guy's girl is always like a girl who can like play sports and make jokes with the guys and just like hang and do all that stuff but like she's also just stunningly beautiful Mm -hmm. i was like that doesn't help overnight she just happens to go and hide in her room all night like do her hair care routine and then she just shows up again the next day like look perfect yeah yeah i think yeah and then it's it's also interesting thinking about this like in light of the the um of pasco cellini as he's like talking to them and he's like got this um i don't know what exactly the accent is it's like, italian i think supposed to be italian yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but he's like talking to them and he's like i'm so secure in my masculinity i'll tell you that i wept and, like saying all these things and they're just like stop it and then whenever he talks to them like this man from new york city or whatever and they're like now i understand you because you're talking like a man <laughs> instead of talking like a european man which i guess is a woman <laughs> apparently it's like i can't believe you and what you're saying until you relate to me in a <laughs> masculine way yeah it's a i mean it's a very uh man idea that like yeah like you always have to be on my level and if you're not in a way that I want you to be I don't understand you or approve of you mm-hmm. and uh and um I mean especially on the east coast but just in even in general there's still a lot of like foreigners like if you have an accent or stuff it's like talk like an American 
and that kind of stuff. So I think it was, I think it was intentionally kind of poking fun at that and to kind of point out how silly that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was actually pretty smart of the writers on yeah. that one. But uh, it's really yeah. funny. I, I always like that moment. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, here's what I did. <laughs> and then just like saying it this way, but I was just thinking of it in that, of like, in that moment of just as we're seeing kind of the discussion of like femininity and masculinity and we're kind of seeing that all wrapped up in this one character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cellini. And, and, and I feel like it was a trope too. like, oh, if you want to make money doing hair, no one's going to pay for a guy named Bill, but they'll <laughs> pay for a guy named Cellini. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's like playing into his whole brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then what, what happens next is Corey. And we're at school. Oh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. We are at school. Mm-hmm. And Turner comes in. Yeah. I really didn't think Turner was around much in season four. So I was glad to see him. I was glad to see him too. Um, we're big Turner fans. Um, he's, he's a highlight. Yeah. For sure. He's a good looking man. He still look, looks he good. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he comes, there's a whole bunch of boys swarmed around Topanga's desk. He's like, what's going on here? And then they all go, he's like, oh, like Topanga. What happened to you? Uh, and Corey's like, Mr. Turner, some of us are here to learn. <laughs> uh, Corey, focus, Corey, focus. Corey. And then they start talking about the elephant man, mm-hmm. uh, which has been a while since they've like related this. Like that was a big season two thing. Yeah. Um, they relate the elephant man to Corey yeah. in his awkward stage. <laughs> So this is a thing that the show is famous for. We've said it again, like relating what they're learning in school to like the problem the main character is having. But this is the amount of that that I want. I don't want it to be the whole episode. Mm. I don't want it to be like a token. We're throwing this in here. Like one scene, really good, done. Uh-huh. Yeah, then it's over. Hello, Kitty. I have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys watch my TikToks over, Miko is is a highlight. He's always he's always around and makes himself somehow he always gets in the background of a video. He just like really wants to be a TikTok star. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> the cat. Uh, not yeah. to not to not to take away from Mr. Turner though. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Turner. I've never read The Elephant Man, so I don't know if his description is accurate or not. But if it is, it is mm-hmm. a sad, sad book. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Did you? Yeah, I haven't. It is funny though, because Corey's like, I come from a good looking family. Like this is all just gonna shake out in the end and it's going to be fine and then turner's like and the thing is like he came from a good-looking family and just like was deformed and hideous. lived his whole life hideous at a circus sideshow with a burlap sack over his head until one day his head rolled back and he died <laughs> just like oh no <laughs> and like in the middle of all this with all the like uh image stuff going on feeney comes in he's like it's picture day tomorrow so look your best just right, like of course it's picture day yeah the principal <laughs> randomly walks into your class and says don't forget it's picture day on friday bye <laughs> then, all of my pictures from like picture day like through school they all look so different every year oh yeah I was in a different like phase of my life mm-hmm. like oh i had like i totally had one where like i had butterfly acrylics and then the tie like the avril lavigne phase and then i had like one where i just like looked really sweet and yeah they're all they're all different Hmm? did you have an emo phase um i mean if anything that was kind of my emo phase but it was like pretty short-lived i um i definitely hung out with a lot of guys in bands in school Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of battle of the bands and local shows and that kind of stuff but like i wasn't really that punk i just like i don't know i think i just like artsy guys in bands sure yeah i feel like i had punk aspirations but never yeah i was like yeah guys i love iron maiden too it's fantastic (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's listen to Counting Crows together. Yeah. Oh, the new Slayer album. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've really been developing an appreciation lately for Arcade Fire. Just recommend oh. them to people. Check them out. That's a good one. I love the Snow Patrol back then, too. Oh, yeah. The Snow Patrol's first Facing album. Cars. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. I saw uh, them. I, I went to one of their concerts once. It was really great. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Those are the days, just simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah. Music was longer than a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the days. Yes. But then Corey hearing it's picture day, he just imagines the, the yearbook. Like Topanga's there and she even has like her hands up playing with her hair. Um, the the line under it says queen of the hotties. Oh, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, I, 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 went, that. <laughs> I went and looked right away because I was like, I need to take a, have a picture of this. So let me see. Oh, yes. Her says queen of the hotties. Sean's there looking great and it says wait, wait, there's enough for everybody. <laughs> and then Corey has a burlap sack over his face and it just says, I am a human being. <laughs> I did see that, yeah. They definitely want you to catch that one, but the other two I feel like are really funny as well. Uh, this is just a random aside because you pulled up a picture of Sean just now. Uh, I have that Hawaiian shirt. Anyway, oh, we can nice. make one. You do. That's cool. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so Corey's very frustrated about this. So he goes to the salon. Mm-hmm. Um, With 75. To, yes. To, he's going to be perfected. I and mean, that won't get you much in LA, but <laughs> in Philadelphia, $75 will take you a long way. It's true. It's cappuccino for the wine. <laughs> well, I will say about how unfair like women's and men's stuff is. Like all, Men's haircuts here are way cheaper. They're yeah, like I think fifty dollars is probably like a reasonable men's haircut here. Still a lot. Yeah. Still a lot. It's still a lot. It's still a lot because especially men have yeah. to get their haircuts so much more often. But it's a uh, five times less. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yours is yours is free ninety nine. So <laughs> yeah, uh, might as well. Yeah, I love it. I love the price I pay. <laughs> um, so he goes to do that, and then Sean talks to Topanga in the bathroom. How much she's changed in. A, a day yeah yeah and it, we, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning but there's no nuance in this conversation no there's no like i mean it's cool if you develop a new interest but don't lose what makes you you or anything like that there's none of that it's like you've done this and you are bad mm-hmm. yeah i um i i had to look because i like i wrote down some notes about it and um like what he said to her like most that like bothered me about it is he said like um he's going through a rough time and like you know so it was like saying to Topanga like oh like he's emotional about this right now so like you should make yourself smaller to make him feel better and that was like that was like the one part of it that like bothers me the most about kind of the dynamic of like Mm -hmm. Sean being the one to be like no you shouldn't you this isn't this isn't you like yeah it was a little it's uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we need to have this talk with Corey more than we need to have this talk with Topanga right yeah the talk should be with Corey about um again you know it's it's kind of like this idea of self-worth like if he felt you know if he had value in himself like he wouldn't be threatened by her beauty mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. other people being being into her um it's kind of I mean it's funny like with a lot of the stuff on TikTok, like as much as like I'm talking and like helping people with advice and stuff, a lot of it I end up realizing 
is people are asking me for advice, whether it's like on dating and stuff, it's usually like they're wanting to go for somebody who's like not gonna be there for them. And so I'm realizing it's like, but they don't have the self-worth to want to walk away sometimes from negative situations. Mm -hmm. I felt like that's, that was kind of this. And so instead of like Topanga just saying like, no, this is me. I'm, if I enjoy this, this is what I'm going to enjoy. You know, I know who I am. Like they almost like they both have like self-worth kind of issues in it. And then they kind of uh, just reason are like, well, no, like we'll just be okay together. In the yeah. End. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, the last scene of this, just so, cause I think it's, if we add it into this conversation, it works, but like, like Topanga like washes her hair out and then goes to find Corey at the salon. And he's had like, his ultimate transformation makeover, but it's just him. Like <laughs> absolutely no difference. $75. It's just such a great reveal where he like spins around and it's just Corey. But smiling. Smile. Yeah, he's happy. He just like got sprayed with one of those like Evian spritzers and then we're like, ta-da. <laughs> Good to go. Masterpiece. Yeah. Everything I've done up to this point is threat. And like they decide that they like each other and they kiss and that's the end. Like that's the whole thing. And it is such a weird like it, it's just it lacks nuance like i was saying and like you were saying like there's no discussion about like what makes her happy it's all about like do this to make Corey feel better and i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's weird it's got a weird energy to it yeah it's um yeah i mean the word that comes to mind honestly is like it's a little misogynist <laughs> the, like uh you know her happiness is dependent on his happiness mm-hmm. and uh i don't know if that's the message we not only don't want to be sending to girls but really to anybody your your happiness is, should not be dependent on on someone else really ever mm-hmm. um that, that's up to you to make yourself happy and then the people in your life who are around you whether it's a partner or friends are there to support you mm-hmm. you know on your journey to happiness but yeah you you are not responsible for someone else's happiness ever yeah and, and that, that's what kind of got lost i feel like on on this one at the end there i agree i agree and the weird part is like i feel like a little bit of subtlety could have gone a long way mm-hmm. like just like having sean be like maybe even say most of the things he said but start it with like hey i've noticed that you've gotten really into this in the last few in the last like day since you got your haircut and i'm just checking on you to make sure like is this what you really want or is this what like people expect of you in high school or something oh completely yeah if there was just like one section on that where he just checked in on her yeah Yeah. just 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 asked her then it would have i think changed the conversation completely yeah Mm -hmm. i wonder if they just felt like we have 22 minutes we just need to get the most like middle of the road milk toast sort of answer to this thing like we just gotta get there but it's like you had the time like you could you could have developed this in a lot of more interesting ways yeah that say something right. good but also it was like 1997 seven or eight 1997 yeah i think you're right so it's just like probably a lot of the culture was more thinking in line with what they ended up saying yeah um and and, and like you were saying like it was definitely a time when like this was becoming less prevalent but women's self-worth was like oh 100 based on on a man yeah um, yeah the time we're living in now especially for me being uh a single independent woman in her thirties is the only time really in history that women have ever been able to live a happy life without people really pressuring them that like, you can't survive without a man. Like um, I have a lot of women from my family and, and older women that I've known and hearing some of the comments made to them and pressured on them about like, uh, you know, to find if they like had a kid and with one guy to like find another man because they can't be like a single mom, you know, like, well, 
don't get a divorce because you can't be like a single mom with, you know, kids. And like, what if you end up having another kid and you're going to have like kids from different families? Like, you know, you know, there's all this pressure on making your marriage work. And that as a woman, you had to sacrifice all of your own happiness and desires because being attached to a man was highly more important and valued in again, in self-image, what other people thought of you, um, you know, it, uh, you, you can't base your entire self-image on other people's idea of who you are. Cause I don't think you'll ever be happy doing that. But, um, yeah, back in the, back in the nineties, like when the show came out, that's wildly still important. Mm-hmm. It's, it still wasn't thought that like, you know, it's like the whole idea of like, again, like an old maid, like women get old maid and a guy in their forties gets like, um, you know, a name, like, I can't remember the term, but, um, you know, it, the, the terminology is always different. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, or like a, being a crazy cat lady, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but like a guy with a dog doesn't have a name. But Playboy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just totally different the way those are, are built. Yeah. A man gets like a Renaissance to get a hot, you know, young, hot, new young wife. And, you know, she has to like settle for some you know, guy that she's not really that interested in. It's yeah. Like the trope always. Yeah. Or she's a cougar that like is preying on someone who has a bright future right? mm-hmm. and she's trying to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. And so, yeah. Was the show probably appropriate at the times? Yeah. Cause I think that was what the was valued. Yeah. Um, you know, to the, and it wasn't like saying like, I don't even think the message at the time was really telling her to like, not, be herself as much as I think it, the message was you should sacrifice to make sure your relationship is happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely like, I mean, I think relationships do require sacrifice, but not like it's different than what the show is going for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. But um, you know, it's kind of um, one thing that I've been trying to talk a lot more about is like the idea of like, it's been getting like a bad name because everyone's getting tired of hearing it, but the idea of like consent, mm-hmm. but really consent doesn't start in the bedroom. The idea is the consent is that someone should be enthusiastic to be there. Mm-hmm. So when you are sacrificing something in a relationship, you should be willing to do that. You should mm-hmm. be wanting to do that. And so when it's something that like, again, like say like if Topanga really liked the way she looked and she was really happy with that. And they were saying like, eh, this isn't going to work though for your relationship. And so like, if she had to give away that, even though she enjoyed it, like that wouldn't be great. That's not a way to make yourself happy Yeah. in the long run, you know? Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, it's not a fair ask for her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I agree. I, yeah, I think you're so right. They would have changed the whole tone of it if if Sean just asked her one question about yeah. how she felt about it. Just like <laughs> one 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 ounce of subtlety could have changed the entire messaging, to yeah. me at least. Well, because like it's like giving her agency. Yeah. Like took away her agency without checking in on her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Consent doesn't happen. Yeah, in the bedroom. Consent is a big thing throughout your entire relationship and it's really the idea about being enthusiastic to be there and to be a part of it and to make those choices that you're doing yeah that's really great um all this being said i really love this episode yeah like the the message isn't the best um but we're like digging in and analyzing Mm -hmm. it in a way that like people normally wouldn't um and and don't get me wrong even on a micro like even on a macro level where we've gone the micro but even on a macro level, it's not great. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's two messages. Yes. Like there's the one we just talked about, but then there's like the beauty is more than what's on the surface. Like it's yeah. who you are as a person Yeah. and all of that. Like yeah, that's your identity. Important. Um, yeah. But it's like also all of this, like you can't care about those things or you're shallow and you need to put those aside to 
Yeah. Do what makes Corey feel comfortable. Yeah. Like that's not good. And and that stuff is more like, I don't know, subconscious. Like that was the feeling of the time. So it worked its way into the episode. Mm -hmm. Like when they're really trying to say like, Hey, beauty's about attitude and about like, it's an eye of the beholder. Like they're, they're going for a real basic message. And if you analyze it for even a second, they're missing that message. But (laughs) Yeah, I, I I still enjoyed it too. I think it was appropriate for the times. Um, it's always interesting. I mean, I always think about it like with stand-up, like stand-up never holds up because mm-hmm. of like the things they're poking fun of at the time. And anytime you're making a joke about something, I don't think it's ever gonna, you know, live forever so much, especially when it's like sensitive issues like this. But um, yeah, one thing that I also thought was very interesting about it is, is like the idea of attractiveness and beauty are very different too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that we find like attractive in people aren't necessarily like the also this aren't always the same things we find beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting idea on the show too, of like, um, you know, again, the, the curtain hair, like that was like a very pretty thing, but like, I don't necessarily know if people find that attractive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just like, this is what a beautiful person looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, this is the box you either fit in it or you don't. You're Sean or you're Corey. <laughs> That's it. All right. Yeah. But it's like, who's to say that someone won't find Corey attractive, even though he's not conventionally pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would much rather be attractive to the person I love than beautiful to them. <laughs> I agree. 100%. Because then you feel like, I mean, you just want to be liked for you. And so as long as someone's attracted to you, like that's kind of the best feeling there could be. My, my girlfriend really likes to keep track of how much gray is in my hair. Cause she likes it. She likes the salt and pepper look. All and right. I'm just like that, that just reminds me of this whole thing. It's just like, Hey, gray may not be like the standard, but it's working. Is she, for around, is she around our age too? Or uh, she's uh, a little older than me, like a year older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like a weird thing. Like I hit 30 and I was like, salt and pepper is kind of nice. <laughs> You're silver like fox. Now. I'm getting <clears throat> to be the silver fox right now. Very much salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, what do you rate this episode, Cameron? Um, I gave it an eight out of 10. Because again, I think like it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I feel like it's really iconic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. And I feel like our last tournament really made me realize I need to take like iconicness into account <laughs> for how mm-hmm. I rate an episode. Okay. So we don't end up with a situation where some really iconic episodes don't make it. Yes. Gotcha. What did you... What... That's one of the qualifiers. <laughs> did you uh, rate it out of 10? I did. I, I wasn't far off. I was, I was kind of... I think it's probably like now that you say the iconicness matters... I'll, I'll give it a, an extra half point, say seven and a half. Okay. I was going to say it's a seven, but I think you're right. It's It's got some, some, some to it that matters. Importance there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know why, but there really is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't come back to it a lot. It's yeah. the hair. It's Topanga's hair because her hair is iconic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so I'm going to give this a higher score than both of you, but let me explain. That never happens. Yeah, I rarely mm-hmm. ever give higher scores, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to give it a nine. The problem with the messaging does make me drop it, but here's my thing. This is about everything I want in a Boy Meets World episode. It's like understandable and relatable conflict, like an escalation that it ties into what they're learning in school, but only just for that, that one second. It's not overdone. It's not underdone. Like 
everyone's funny. Sean is a good friend. Like, and I just think the episode is paced really well. And Eric's storyline, while nothing is funny, like it has a good payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, it's almost a perfectly constructed episode of Boy Meets World. Oh, like, I like that. So I'm going to give it a nine. It's not perfect, but I really thought I enjoyed it. A lot. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, next is MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, you go first. I. It's really hard to do an MVP in this episode because the whole thing is people are kind of awful. <laughs> um, I really like Topanga in every scene she's in, though. So Topanga is my MVP, I think. I can be persuaded away, but I like Topanga in every episode, in every mm. scene she's in. What do you guys think? Who's your MVP? Um, I kind of think, man, I'm, I'm tossing between, ooh, I don't even know if I should say it. Go ahead. You you, you go and then I'll. Okay, I just that. said Eric. <laughs> you said Eric. Just because I love like the good looking guy stuff. It's just so funny to me. I'm just him singing the theme song to himself. I've already said that's like my favorite end of like any episode of Boy Meets World. It's just like such a funny like moment. Um, But I do like what you said about Topanga too. Oh, those are my two. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm actually, I really want to pull through on Topanga on it. But again, I didn't like, I guess I didn't feel like she, she, she didn't have like a lot of growth throughout it where I actually felt like Eric did in a sense of like the experience with the townie and then like having the dream and then interacting with his parents and just like how he kind of feels about himself like he actually kind of like changes his own ideas and thoughts of about how himself and how he feels about himself Mm -hmm. and so I kind of I like that like he had a growth moment okay Eric it is (laughs) we didn't mention it before but when the his date was like oh your parents support you and he's like well just financially (laughs) Yeah, I know. I thought he was really funny, and um, he's got a yeah catchy theme song now. I didn't love Mopey Eric, but I'm happy to give Eric MVP. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And then uh, we give it a title, Boy Meets Something. Um, I did Boy Meets Hair. It's all I could think of. Mm, hair's good. Boy meets potato head. Oh, potato head. Oh, yeah. Mine was boy meets potato. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Boy meets potato. Not even potato head, just potato. Because, like, him, he is a potato. (laughs) It it, it does the line where he goes, No, no, don't stop her. I, Corey, am a potato. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that's where he got the inspiration in um, Lord of the Rings when he's like, Well, Sam is explaining what potatoes are to Gollum and he's like potatoes <laughs> like, he says it exactly like that like that's how I, when I always think of when I think of potatoes like, that's uh, possible maybe he was just chicken of <laughs> Boy Meets World Peter Jackson's a real Boy Meets World head <laughs> super super big show in New Zealand all right Boy Meets Potato it is yeah <laughs> potato uh and that's that's the show you you did it wow yay guys <laughs> how are you feeling uh, i feel good i i, I was like a n- little nervous in the beginning but um you did i felt like we got into it. oh thanks no i enjoyed it um yeah it's a fun structure to like kind of go over and like talk about some deeper topics like within it mm-hmm. micro analyze <laughs> we don't always succeed. sometimes it works <laughs> sometimes it doesn't <laughs> But I always kind of like um, judge things on like two levels, like one, like what's the meaning in it and kind of what's going on and 
um, how is like an audience going to ingest it and like, how is it going to affect people? Mm-hmm. And then um, was it entertaining? Yes. You know, and this one, like you said, with being iconic, it really kind of hit both of that. So and, yeah, yeah. it's fun to go over. I feel like I've, re- I've recently seen Singing in the Rain a couple of times. And I feel like that's like perfect for that. Like when you actually like analyze the message of that movie, I mean, it's very of the time. Like it would have been very appropriate for the time, but now it's very misogynistic, <laughs> like right. very, but is it entertaining? And absolutely it is. Yeah. I mean, Breakfast at Tiffany's is a, literally about a call girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Just brush over that though, because she's like super fashionable and trendy. She's not your hepper. <laughs> yeah. She is. Super elegant. Um, so do you have anything you want to plug? Like any projects? Where can, where or, can people find you? Where can people find you? Any of that? Yeah um it's my first time doing this um so I guess people can find me at uh at Lainey Christensen on TikTok mainly Instagram uh Snapchat now and Twitter uh I can't promise the tweets will be great (laughs) um but yeah if uh anyone wants any dating advice or just to come on and talk about what's going on in their life I'm always down to deep dive into anything like I said it's kind of I kind of say nothing's off limits as long as it's appropriate for TikTok. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And then um, as far as like other projects, I I'm going to be shooting a new uh, short film this summer, which I'm really excited about. And it's going to be funny and hopefully we'll release it on um, YouTube shorts and submit it to some festivals and stuff. So just stay tuned. That's exciting. So cool. That is so cool. I'm a little starstruck that you shoot short films. Shoot. Hey, I mean, I just tell this everybody because people are like, you know, when they hear I'm a writer, they like want to give me a script idea. And I just tell people, I'm like, if you want to do it or make it, just make it. I mean, that's the thing about art is everybody can do it. Creating is a skill set that out of all the animals on earth, like that humans have somehow gotten the ability to create something out of nothing, which is like a very, very special ability. And so, um, you know, an art is just like the purest form of that. So if you want to make something, go make something. Anybody can make a film, especially now. I mean, Steven Soderbergh made a whole film on an iPhone. So, you know, everybody can make a make I a just movie recently got a new phone. It's got five cameras. So oh my, that'd be good time. to go. It's, yeah. This is your moment. Now's time. <laughs> I, I like pointing out the fact that my phone has five cameras. Really and that's ridiculous. Does. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> that's fair. That is very extra. It is I like so it. Extra. <laughs> he showed me the zoom on it. It's like, I can zoom in 1000 times. It's only a hundred. Oh, it's like a telephoto <laughs> lens on it. I guess it does. You're it, like out bird watching. You can just like, woo, woo. <laughs> go find out. <laughs> it came free with my plan. And it's oh, there you go. (laughs) That's why I know. Unfortunately, I'm part of like the Apple gang, like because all my stuff is Apple, but Mm -hmm. it is there are much better phones out there, especially for cameras. Don't tell the Apple people I said that though, (laughs) (laughs) they'll make your phone not work. It does what I I need. (laughs) Well, we'll just die tomorrow. You've been a fantastic guest, Mm -hmm. we loved having you on um we, i've said this a few times but like we always feel like we're auditioning for our guests because we want them to come back oh <laughs> i felt like i was auditioning i was like was it good i don't i was like trying to give like you know funny witty remarks when i could <laughs> so we hope you'll consider coming back sometime yeah for sure i'd love i'd love to <laughs> yeah well, and before we go we want to give a thanks to dizzy parker for the use of our theme song. You can find the link to the YouTube video that the song is from in the description of the podcast. And from there, find all of his other stuff that he does. It's all great and wonderful. Um, 
Also, you can find us at BG World Fever on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, Just those two. Yeah, those are the only two. <laughs> we don't have anything else. No TikTok. I mean, there is a there is, me. but don't. There, there's nothing there. <laughs> I, we follow like four people, and Lainey is one of them. Right. <laughs> and is the other, uh, one of the others that guy that does the? Yeah, he, that did do that. Mm-hmm. He like uh, he did a um, down by Jay Sean, and like it would always be like kids vibing in the school teacher uh, substitute teacher comes in puts on a movie and then they just like party in it's like constantly i'm gonna go watch him i'll I'll, I'll send you some of them because yeah we follow him and then we follow a girl named howdy who is like depressed and (laughs) funny about it we just got the whole gamut of everything you'd ever yeah all the funny yeah you gotta gotta have all the last that that's who we follow Mm -hmm. there you have it i follow the weirdest (laughs) stuff on tiktok too if yeah if someone went through my list but i always try to follow um a hundred counts or less not because i'm like oh my god i only follow special people but because of that exact reason that like i want to be able to talk about certain creators and then have people easily go and find them nice that's really cool uh cameron i i'm sorry about your voice it's fine yeah i hope you feel better i'm i'm much better than i was like two days ago Nice. Okay. So, do you think it's just allergies? Uh, I feel I like allergies so. are killing people it's, here. As I've gotten older, my like allergies that. suck. What'd you say? Oh, as I've gotten older, my allergies have started to suck. Mm-hmm. I used to never have allergies, but yeah, I feel you. I feel your pain. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. So, yeah. from all of us here at Boeing's World Fever, so long, world. So long, world. When the world.